It's Locked on Giants Live. Trina, Tina, dog, next. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of the Locked On Giants podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to Locked On Giants Live. I'm your host, Patricia Trena, credentialed member of the New York Giants media for Locked On and for Giants Country, part of the Fan Nation Network. And special shout out to all my everydayers, my newcomers, my Blue Crew community members, and everybody in between. You guys are the best. And uh, just a special announcement before we get into the, to the show. I'm celebrating seven years on the Locked On Network uh, wow! Actually, I saw that on Twitter. Right? I, I know. I, can, awesome. I couldn't believe it. I knew. I knew it was coming up, but seven years. So I want to thank everybody who sent greetings and congratulatory messages. It all, it means so much to me. And folks, we got locked on Giants live tonight. We're going to have Tana, who's here with us. Dog is going to join us. He's rumor has it he's shaving because he doesn't want Papa Guzzo <laughs> to, to you know to razz him somewhat. So I think I think he's shaving, but he'll, he'll be here shortly. When he pops in, I'll of course add him to the to the stream. So Tana, my friend, we didn't have you last time. Good to see you. How are things going? Yeah, excited to be back. Excited to be talking uh, some offseason Giants football. Uh, offseason will really start to heat up around the combine um, and free agency, but. I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about. I mean, the, the, listen, the draft's only what, like two and a half months away? Like, it's going to be here before you know it. So no, exciting times, no doubt about it. A lot of ways the New York Giants could go. Yeah, and we're going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to wait until uh, Dog gets in here as best as, best as I can um, because we're going to go through all the position groups and what we think the Giants are going to do. But, you know, let's start off, uh, you know, obviously we can talk about the coaching situation. Um, I think since we lasted a, a live program, I want to say, Brasillo hadn't been hired, and I, I, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't think Brasillo so. had been hired. Um, obviously, the defensive coordinator position not yet filled as of this, um, as of this, you know, this taping. Although I've been told to keep my phone handy just in case something comes up because I'm expecting the news any minute now. Um, but let me ask you, Tana, what do you think of the Brasillo hiring? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've learned. Uh, you know, especially in recent history over the last two, three, four years, I'm not going to get excited about any individual coach. Um, but listen, he you have to think he's an upgrade. Bobby Johnson was awful. And the thing that I liked about him is he has a track record of going into not ideal circumstances and getting the most out of those players. When he went to the Raiders, I think it was two years ago or three years ago, whenever he initially took the job. They were like the 27th ranked offensive line. His first year there, they had 16 or 17 different starting lineups due to uh, injuries and guys that maybe not having the most talent on the line in general. So there was a lot of shifting. And they had the 10th ranked offensive line in the NFL his first year there. So he flipped them from one of the league's worst to above average. And then I think he doubled it up with uh, 12th ranked the next year, if I'm not mistaken. So clearly a guy that has shown 
he has some credentials. He's been able to get something out of what was perceived to be not much when he initially took the job. So hopefully he could bring that to the Giants because we all know as Giants fans, we've definitely tried our best in terms of draft picks to try to improve this thing, right? When you think about what we've done, we spent the fourth overall pick on a left tackle, seventh overall pick on a right tackle, a mid-second round pick on a center, something that is very high for that individual uh, position. And I'm sure we'll talk about it throughout the stream. I think we're going to spend another relatively high pick on the offensive line this year. So you have to think with all that talent, if I'm not, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think the Raiders had many up, you know, high draft picks on that offensive line, but he was able to get something out of it. And um, yeah, he can't be worse. And and it's probably the most important offseason move the Giants are going to make this this entire offseason is that offensive line coach and whether or not he could get this thing on track, something that has not been on track for over a decade. Yeah. And, you know, I know there was a report that came out that, you know, Brasillo rubbed people the wrong way when he was in Las Vegas. I mean, for what it's worth, guys, I had Hondo Carpenter who covers the Raiders for um, I think it's Raiders today. It's part of the fan nation network. <coughs> Excuse me. I also had Quentin Myers, who is our locked on Raiders host. Both of them put their name to this. Okay. They both told me, that Brasillo was well-liked and well-respected by his peers. So I'm just putting that out there. I know some people are like, oh, my God, the Giants hired another, you know, Brian Dable, Mini Dable. No. <laughs> I mean, I had two guys willing to put their name to it. So take it for what it's worth. The but- proof will be in the pudding. But I, I, I'm excited for change, if nothing else. And hopefully you can get something out of these guys. I think it's a combination of poor coaching for sure. I think that's a big part of it. But – I do think I feel like a lot of fans over the course of the year just think that if you switch the coach, it's going to work. No, I think it's a combination of both. I think you need improved coaching, but we also need improved talent there. Like our offensive line was like the worst in the NFL last year. And obviously Andrew Thompson being down for six weeks or so, whatever it was, contributed to that. And I think it really goes to show you just how important he is to this football team. You really appreciate just how important he is after you saw how bad the line was without him this past year. But um, yeah, we need to continue to try to improve that line this offseason in the draft and in free agency because right now I don't trust either guard. And if I'm being honest, I don't trust the center yet either. I, I think he could be good, but got to see more growth from him. And, yeah. and I'm not, by no means am I saying, no, 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 I, I still have faith he's going to be good, but you got to see it. The proof's in the pudding. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, what's interesting is Bobby Johnson changed a lot of their technique. They, you know, a lot of those guys in college, they, they block straight up and he had them blocking on like a 45 degree angle. So you take an Evan Neal who's top heavy and you ask him to block on a 45 degree angle. Guess what? Gravity's going to work against him. <laughs> and we saw that. How many times did we see him on the ground? All right. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, what Priscilla is going to do as far as how he's going to change their technique up. That's something I want to watch when we get to the spring. Um, I want to see how well, you know, assuming of course, Evan Neal is ready to go. He's coming off that surgery. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I want to see where he fits into the offensive line. I still say, move him to the left side, to left guard, put him next to Andrew Thomas, because think about it. When was the last time Evan Neal had a solid right guard next to him? No, I I actually agree with you. And I I actually want to get your opinion on this because you're there all the time talking to Joe Shane and asking him questions. I saw Connor Hughes bring up the possibility of potentially shifting 
Evan Neal to the guard. The impression I've gotten from, and I, maybe I've missed a presser, but I've seen at least two or three offseason pressures from Joe Shane. And the impression I've gotten is he's going to stick Evan Neal back on the right side and play right tackle. That's how I have felt when I've listened to him talk this offseason. Whenever it, he was asked about Evan Neal, it seemed like he was confident in Neal that he was going to stay on the right side. I tend to agree with you. I would prefer at this point to shift him to the guard because I think he'd, he'd be much better at that position and maybe take a tackle early on in this draft. But what's your take on that? Do you think – because that's the vibe I've gotten. I think he yeah. intends yeah. to keep Neal on the right side in 2024. Yeah, I mean – from my perspective, is Shane going to really tip his hand? If he says, oh, I'm going to move him to the left, you know, we're going to move him to left guard. Now you're broadcasting to everybody that you need a right tackle. Right. So why would you tip your hand that early? Um, I want to see. And also when he made that statement, remember, they had just fired Bobby Johnson. They hadn't hired a new offensive line coach. They're going to, you know, go to Brasillo and they're going to say, hey, you know, what do you think? What, what do we need to do? I mean, I would love it if the Giants could get, um, oh, I can't remember, Michael, I think it's Michael Wanu. He's, he's the, with the Patriots, the offensive Yeah, lineman. yeah, I've seen people bring him up because he's got, he's got guard tackle versatility. Yes, yeah. so get yeah. him, you know, bring him down there. Now you have a little flexibility. So if Evan Neal doesn't work out, you know, you cross train him in the summer between guard and tackle. And now you have flexibility. That's one of the ways I would, you know, the Giants are going to have limited um, uh, financials for free agency. They're not going to be able to make, you know, huge splashes, but I would definitely bring in a veteran offensive lineman for sure. And, and, and one that had guard tackle flexibility, you know, assuming that the Patriots don't franchise tag. Is it a one is that how you say his name? I you believe so. About. Yeah, I believe I know. I know exactly the guy you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming they don't franchise tag him. I'd, I'd go after him with everything. Seriously. Let me ask you. Because let's say they do what we're suggesting. They they do move Neil to the left guard. I think a lot of people have kind of penciled in that the Giants are either going to go quarterback if they trade up or go wide receiver, which is what I think they're going to do. And we'll talk about it throughout the stream. But if they move Neil to the left guard, does that open up the possibility to take a guy like Joe Alt at sixth overall, a guy that is thought to be an incredibly talented tackle prospect. Could you foresee the Giants doing something like that? If they go after a guy like Awanu, no. No, not. Okay. A, I agree with that. If they don't yeah. sign an Awanu. Now, wait, there's also, you know, now I, I, I can't remember the names. I should have them in front of me. But you got guys from the Raiders who you can probably guess are going to hop over to the Giants. Um, you know, so we got to see who's free agents on the Raiders. Got to let the Raiders team play out first. Yeah. yeah, so I could see that happening, especially, mm -hmm. you know, if they want to jumpstart that offensive line. But I absolutely believe in my heart of hearts, the best thing is to put Evan Neal next to Andrew Thomas because he has not played next to a good guard since he has been in the league. And, you know, look, you could say Evan Neal's a bum. That's fine. But who you play next to? really does make a difference on the offensive line. If you're playing next to somebody who's, you know, not sure of himself or who's screwing up and you've got to clean up after him, that's a problem. And I think a lot of people overlook that. No, I think it's a fair point. And you have to figure if he gets to play next to Andrew Thomas, it's going to help his confidence. Like You would think. Yeah. Like, like, like if he can't play good next to Andrew Thomas playing. Then I you think know you got a bum. Exactly. And especially playing a position that I think he's better suited for. 
uh, when I watch Evan Neal, and by no means do I claim to be some like offensive line expert, but when I watch Evan Neal, the one thing that really stands out to me, you brought up the bend, also his break off the line, off the snap, mm -hmm. like he's so slow to react. I think he'd be better suited at the guard position where it's not as important where you can get beat off the edge. So I think that is the natural transition for him. And I think if you're Joe Shane, you got to swallow your pride a little bit because I understand he was the seventh overall pick and it doesn't look good on you if you got to shift him to the guard. Um, but I'm hoping that's what they do. Just the vibes I've got from Shane, I haven't felt that. But I hope you're right. I hope that's what they do. Well, again, I don't think Joe was tipping his hand. And you know what? There's no shame in, in shifting him. I mean, when Zach Martin came out, wasn't he a college tackle and they shifted him inside he the guard? Did. But if I'm not and, mistaken, though, I think they shifted him to the guard right away. Like, yeah. First, so yeah, there's right. no, yeah. Look, the bottom line is you need five. Ideally, you need five reliable offensive linemen. Yeah. And if you have to, you know, yeah, you'd, ideally you'd like to leave Evan Neal a tackle. But after two years, you know, if he's just not cutting it. Now, I had on, um, who was it? I, I forget who the guest was I had, but, they, oh, I think it might have been uh, uh, Damian Parson. He's like, if the Giants are planning to move Evan Neal, they've got to make that decision right away before he starts training, you know. But, you know, they do have some time on their side. And the reason I say that is because, Neil is recovering from the ankle surgery. He is probably not going to be ready to rock and roll, you know, week one for the spring. So, yeah. all right, dog just walk, uh, came in. So let me add him to the stream. Where is my three people person? Oh, here he is. Dog, what is up? What's you know what's up? Um, the Super Bowl is upon us, and the Eagles and Cowboys are not there. And you they didn't, get, they, they didn't even get to the divisional round. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and you shaved, right? Did you just shave? Did you shave tonight? No, I shaved Wednesday. Uh, sorry, Papa Gutsu. I thought he was shaving. I thought Wednesday. he was because he was shaving. Wednesday. Papa Gutsu no, was no, I, I just wanted around the new today, so I just <laughs> was late today. You let Papa Gutsu down. I always let Papa Gutsu down. He's used to it by now. He shouldn't expect much from me. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. All right, so, dog, we'll get you caught up. Chris and I were talking about the offensive line and – the possibility of Evan Neal getting shifted over to left guard and why it makes sense. And, you know, could that open things up for, you know, Joe all to be drafted? Could it open things up for the giants to maybe go get Michael Wanu if he becomes available from the Patriots. So we, that's kind of where we were at um, before you came in. I don't want to draft the lineman. I'm, I'm, I, I also don't think I want to sign a Patriots lineman. We saw what right. happened with Nate Solder. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. listen, if, if they feel Evan Neal could be more productive yeah. next to Andrew Thomas, I mean, I'm all for it. But to me, I know this line has been a, a major issue for years, and they continue to take swings at and they continue to miss. I don't want to. I don't want to draft a lineman. I want to do something different. I. I <laughs> We need a playmaker. I don't care if it's a quarterback or wide receiver. They, they, the Giants have to do a 180. They, they can't. They got to go outside the box this year. There's no question. This is this has failed for years. So yeah. I don't. I don't want to take a chance on Joe Alt. I just. I don't want that. Uh, to me, I'd, I'd rather just see what Evan Neal can do with a new line coach and, yeah. and take a chance. I mean, you drafted him seventh overall to play right tackle. Um, if it don't work out this year, then I. I would consider it, but I, I don't know. I, I, if there's not a quarterback to be had, man, give me Roma Dunze, give me Malik Neighbors, give me somebody that Daniel Jones can throw the ball to, give me somebody that gets open, give me a playmaker um, that can open it up for the other receivers on the team. You know what I mean? I just, 
I don't know. I, I just, I want something different. I want a new toy. I want a fast car. That's what I want. You know what I mean? Right. I, I drive a, a Nissan Rogue. It gets me from point A to point B. But you don't think I'd like to drive a Maserati? Give me, give me somebody that can make a play. Hey, speaking of Nissan, did you know they were going to be one of the sponsors on tonight's show? I did not, but how about that? I plugged the sponsor. How about that? <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Nissan is one of the sponsors of tonight's show. So thank you to Nissan for sponsoring tonight's show. Yes. Thank you to uh, Nissan for allowing me to have a very reliable vehicle for the last seven years, too. Appreciate okay, it. Okay, so if the Nissan people are watching, they'll they'll know that they we I mean you've got an endorsement right there from an actual Nissan driver. I used to drive a Nissan too back in the day, too. The great cars, but uh so that car. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about the defensive coordinator situation. You know, I mentioned at the start of the show, dog, that I am holding on to my phone because I'm expecting any minute now. I don't know if it's going to be tonight or pro it'll probably be tomorrow when I when I go out and I have my my fun afternoon that I have planned. But I'm expecting that there should be an announcement coming on the defensive coordinator. Now we know Bobby Babbage is off the board. Yeah. We know Denard Wilson is off the board. I believe Denard Wilson was the choice all along, but um, why he didn't come here. I know some people think, oh, it's Stable's personality. They didn't want to come here. I suspect, and this is just my theory. I don't have any proof of this. Nobody told me this. But Denard Wilson starting out, if I were him, I would probably want to go to a team where I could pick my staff. And if you think about yeah. it, the giant staff is already in place. Really, the only guy you've got to replace is he outside linebackers coach and they might even tell the inside linebackers coach okay you are now coaching the entire linebacker group so that's why i think maybe the tennessee job was a little bit more appealing to him that why he might have gone there yeah i think that's a good point i think the other thing that's probably more appealing to him is it's a fresh start you're starting right. it's a brand new head coach there too so it's not like table might Possibly be on the hot seat next year done. like if the yeah. giants have a bad year Table could be fired, and then all of a sudden he's out of a job. So exactly, he looks at Tennessee is at least a two-year commitment. Um, so it just makes more sense. It's a more attractive job for that alone. Absolutely. All right. So with Wilson off the job, and then Leslie Frazier. Not that he was on the on the board, but he just got hired, I think, by by Seattle to be the assistant head coach or associate head coach. So that leaves you with what five now? Five guys. I think, and the and I wrote about this over at Giants Country. The more I think about it, at this stage of the game. I wonder if it's going to be Jerome Henderson. And the reason why I say that is because, look, they've gone through the scouting process. Henderson knows the defensive personnel, the scheme. You know, he he worked for, for two years under Wink Martindale. He can take the scheme, not change it up a whole lot, just tweak what wasn't really working. So that doesn't mean, you know, okay, a new defensive coordinator comes in and decides, hey, Dexter, we're going to move you from nose tackle back to defensive end where, you know, Dexter's had more success at, at nose tackle. So I think at this point, and some people will say, oh, the Giants are settling for scraps. No, I don't believe that. I think it's going to be Jerome Henderson. I'd be surprised if it wasn't him. Yeah, uh, right before we started the show, that's what I said to you. I, 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 that's where I think it's headed because it makes the most sense. I mean, at this point, like, he's a guy that is at least familiar with the players on this defense. Mm -hmm. Um I, I think, and I think he could do. A, who knows? With all these guys, it's you don't know. Like Vic Fangio, I, I would have been like, "Wow!" Like I've seen what this guy's been able to do as a DC with the 49ers, In my opinion, and I hate to say it because the Eagles got him, one of the top two or three defensive coordinators in football. But whether it be Henderson, Wilson, whoever it may have been, 
we don't know how it's going to turn out. I know Jerome Henderson, though, is a very respected guy. Mm -hmm. We have a young secondary, obviously, with Deontay Banks. Um, Maybe we bring McKinney back as well. So he's familiar with the players. I agree with you. I think at this point, he's the one that makes the most sense. Right. People are are saying, well, why didn't the Giants just do that right from the get-go? You do due diligence, guys. I mean, you know, look, everybody was screaming, oh, my God, the Giants hired a, an offensive line coach. You know, they didn't go through the process. Why did they hire so quickly? Well, now, Dable, you know, the defensive coordinator position, remember this, you know, not that the offensive line coach isn't imp- wasn't an important hire. It is. But with, with the defensive coordinator, you ideally want someone who you're not going to have to babysit, especially if the Giants bring in a young quarterback and Dable decides, I want to be more involved in the play calling. Has so that been wants- a talk? I, I've, I, I've been super active on Twitter. Has that been a talking point? People have been like, why are the Giants taking so long to hire a DC? Has that been? Yeah, that- absolutely. It's I, about- I looked it up today because I was just curious because I'm like, it's February already. We don't have a DC. We hired Wink last year, uh, two, uh, two years ago, I should say, on February 11th. So right. it's not like it's, and obviously you remember, I remember that year we were waiting to see if Patrick Graham would come back, but. It is what it is. I think the Giants exactly. are doing their due diligence. It's not, it's, if people are saying that, that's ridiculous. But, you know, everybody wants answers yesterday. I get it. I understand yeah. it. But, but, you know, I think at this point that Henderson makes the, mo- the best, you know, the most sense. Now, is it going to be him? That I can't tell you. I don't know that for sure. You know, I mean, this afternoon I sat up and I wrote three different scenarios for Giants country. And I shot three different videos to drop at a drop, you know, at a, at a dime, you know, for my YouTube shorts. So it, hopefully it's going to be one of the three guys that I, 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 you know, covered in this exercise. So, I mean, dog, you got, you have any thoughts on this? I mean, it makes the most sense because it, you, you know, you can't please anybody. The only way you're going to please Giants fans is winning football games. <laughs> Until we win football games, everybody's going to question everything. Why'd you hire him so fast? What's taking so long to hire the guy? You you can't win. You can't. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm active on Twitter. I see it every day. Oh, we got to fix the line. We got to get a quarterback. Got to get a wide receiver. Got to get rid of Dable. He doesn't know what he's doing. Joe Shane sucks. I, I've at this point, I kind of waved the white flag and just say it is what it is. I I, I have no control over what they do. Um. I do still believe in Brian Dable and Joe Shane. I do. Like people are like, oh, Joe Shane's draft picks suck. I'm like, I, he's been there two years. Wanda Robinson looks like a damn good player. Kayvon Thibodeau looks like a, a damn good player. Could he be more consistent? Of course. But he's in the second year. I, you know, um, Dayton Belton at the end of the year. Right. Uh, Micah McFadden's been fantastic. You know, I mean, Deontay Banks looks amazing. Daniel Bellinger is a, I mean, he's not a superstar, but I mean, he's a solid player. Promise. Yeah, we didn't get to see Jalen Hyatt play a ton, but he showed flashes. You know, we didn't get to see Eric Gray at all, uh, except we're in a position he never did before, returning punts. So it's hard for me to say, oh, God, he, he's been terrible at, at drafting when he's had two classes and one was a rookie class last year. But until they win football games, everybody's going to question everything. I understand it, but like I said, I, I can't control it. Whatever Joe Shane decides to do, even if it is Joe Alt, which I don't want, if he took Brock Bowers, I would not be happy, but I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, God, fire him. I'm not doing that. I, I, if, if this happens for a couple more years, then I'll be all over him like I was Gettleman, but I gave Gettleman four years. You know, yeah. after year three, I was like, well, 
if they keep them, I'm okay with it. If they fire them, I'm okay. that's where I was after year three. If they keep them fine, if they fire them, fine. I'm not really after year four. It's like you, you got to go. No, the writing was on the wall at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. At that, at that point, you know, you started to see cracks of what Dave was doing, and yeah, you yeah. know, I, I look, I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt too, but when I started to see, you know, what he was doing, especially in that last year, year and a half, I was like. Dave, what are you doing, man? They panicked. They panicked that last year. They, they did. They really yeah. did. And and I, I told, you know, I remember having a conversation with somebody in the organization on what Dave had done with the free agents spending and everything. I said, you realize that he just screwed your cap for the next two to three years. You realize that, right? <laughs> and I was told, well, oh, you don't understand the, 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 the tactic. Joe, yeah, I, I don't understand the tactic. Please, who and, and, uh, right? how about Bobby O'Karake? That was a pretty good signing. That was a good right. And and you know what you gotta like about Shane um is that he doesn't go hog crazy in free agency. He, you know, he's got look, it's the same situation this year. Got a limited amount of resources, financially speaking. Don't expect him to go hog crazy and get a number one receiver and an edge rusher and an offensive lineman. He's gonna prioritize. And right now, if I were him, you know, if I were advising him, I'd say, look, Joe, get yourself a veteran offensive tackle or offensive lineman who could be a guard yeah. tackle. Mm -hmm. Get yourself an edge rusher. Yeah, that, that's Use that. The draft I, I've been, to get a I've number been, one uh, receiver. Use I'm the a, draft to get your quarterback. Yeah. And a cornerback, you know, I, and I'm additional defensive line help. With the edge, I've, I've been pushing the edge in free agency now for a few months. I think that's the move they're going to make because mm -hmm. you think about how that could really. Grow a guy like Kayvon Thibodeau, having that guy on the other side Absolutely. with Dexter Lawrence. And there's a lot of things they could I actually did a video on this on, on the cap manipulation that, that they can do when you look at these contracts that they have. Andrew Thomas, he signed through 2029. They could easily take 10, 15 million dollars off of this year's cap and spread it out over the next five years. There's things that Shane could do to create Absolutely. space. But, but I agree with you, he's not gonna he's not gonna be stupid. But I do think he could be selectively aggressive this year and try to fill some holes in free agency while building through the draft. And that was a, another really smart thing. The thing that I love about Shane, and by no means am I completely sold on him. He's got a lot more to show us before, but he's got a clear plan. I loved what he did last year in terms of the extensions with Dexter Lawrence, with Andrew Thomas, extending them before the market accelerates, getting them on the 2023 rate yep. rather than waiting till 2024, 2025. Things like that are good signs that you have a forward thinker as your general manager. Um, and people could bash the Daniel Jones signing all they want. I think most rational people understand why he did what he did. If they would have tagged Daniel Jones, it would have had the same ram negative ramifications. They would have had Okereke. Right. And if you had Okereke. They wouldn't have had Barkley either. And you you might have had those guys, but if you had them, you would have had to backload their salaries even more so, which would have just as much of a negative effect as as the future cap did if you signed Jones to the two-year extension. So, I, which I call it a two-year extension because it's an easy out after two years. Well, so, it is. I think he's got a clear, he's got a clear plan. We just got to let him carry it out for the next couple of years. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and and you know who, look, you, who, what edge rusher? I think we talked about this last time, Patty, when you and I did the show. Yeah, or, we talked about Chase. Young and guy, the, like Chase Young is Chase Young was one, but uh, there's another guy in uh, Josh uh, Allen. Can we get him over what, here? I know he's going to cost a fortune, but can we? Might, yeah, but you know what? They might franchise tag him. I think they will. Unfortunately, I think they're I would gonna franchise. I don't yeah. franchise. Let us have him. Chris and I, God, we got known because we didn't draft him. Can we break? You know, you know, Gettleman almost drafted Josh Allen back when when it came down to Allen and, and Jones, right? Yeah, yeah. He, 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 I didn't know he almost I, drafted him. I, I know, know that the lot for of fact. He, I did know that. I did know he's that. I, very I remember tempted that. 
to to yeah. uh, to take Josh Allen, but I think he panicked because the the rumor was that the that Washington was looking to get Jones, and I think you know because initially I said I remember saying that year that I expected Jones to be the second because you know, remember they had two first round picks that year. I said Jones will be the seventeenth pick, and they'll go with Josh Allen in the first you know with the first pick, and because rumor got got out that I think. Um, I want to say Washington was one team, and I want to say Denver, the Bengals might have been the other. Denver was one that there, there, there were a couple. There were two, te- at least two teams that were rumored to want Daniel Jones. So I think Gettleman panicked. I got, I got an interesting name, is it, and I don't know if it will become avail- available. I just, I was just looking at the free agency edge rusher list. I got an interesting name, and I don't know what his market's going to be. How about AJ Epinesa? He's a free agent. Joe Shane was part of the drafting process with Buffalo. Yeah. He's been a pretty good player for the Bills. There's a young. Possibly. That's some, somebody to keep an eye on. I think there's, there's a value lineman that could make sense for the New York Giants. But Josh Allen is the cream of the crop in this class. I, I, I agree. Yeah. He's gonna, I, I'm pretty sure he's going to get franchise tagged. You yeah. get him. And should, see, that's a problem. You can't worry about other teams. You're gonna do. You got to worry about building your own team. And then you have to adjust. And that's really what it was. Well, I mean. He had a 17 pick. I mean, he could have he could have tried to work something else. Hey, listen. I mean, he traded back up into the first round that year to get. Freaking, uh, oh, the Georgia the kid, cornerback Baker, Baker, right? So, I mean, I don't know. That that draft will it will they, they really wanted Justin Herbert in that draft, but remember, Justin Herbert decided to go back to school. The thing about it, Justin, Patty, it, it, that was it, another case not, of the worst not. kept secret of what the Giants wanted that year. Because I remember we were all talking about that in January that if Justin Herbert came out, he was going to be the Giants' pick. With that number six pick, Chris and I talked about that when we started our show. That was like our guy. But think yeah. about it: if he would have drafted Josh Allen, and Washington took Daniel Jones, the Giants could have ended up with jo- Justin Herbert the next year. It's crazy. Well, they didn't know. What, you, you, I know hindsight's twenty twenty now, but yeah, you know, and, you and you don't know where we if we. That's I mean, don't know where we would have picked. Had but, a better team, you know, you don't know. But yeah, yeah. I agree with you. If if you're doing a redraft game, I agree with you. Maybe we end up with Justin Herbert. It is what I it mean, is. We that Eli the whole year, and our team was terrible. I mean, we probably would have ended up with Justin. Herbert. Well, I mean, you know, I just real quick, I see questions popping up in the boxes. Hold hold on to your questions, folks. We'll get to them a little later. But you know, this year, the big question: quarterback or not? To, no quarterback. I don't think the Giants are going to trade up. I know. I saw something on Twitter saying that the Giants were one of five teams who were planning to talk to the Bears about trading up. They got too many needs to trade up. You know, I've had people say to me, oh, what about if they trade for Justin Fields? Nah, I don't see that happening either. That makes no sense. You have a lot of needs and not a lot of resources here. You know, could I see the Giants maybe trading back into the bottom of the first round to get a quarterback? Yeah. That yeah. I could see. Giving yeah. up one of their second round picks? Absolutely. But I would be really, really surprised if the Giants trade up to number one overall. And here's another thing. I saw that Denver is interested in trading up to get a quarterback. So that's another it, little fly in the ointment, if you will. All yeah, I mean. Why I think it's going to be a receiver right now, sitting here today, I think it's going to be a receiver if the Giants stay at six. And I could even see the Giants trading down a few spots to pick up more assets. Yeah, I, I'm in. I'm in complete agreement. I I don't think the Giants would not trade up. Personally, I think if there was a trade to be had, Shane would at least think about it. Um, with with this class of quarterbacks, but I don't think there's going to be a trade to be had. 
I, I don't buy these rumors about the Chicago Bears. I, I, and, you, and you're starting to see people come off of that. Ryan Poles last year passed up on the opportunity to take C.J. Stroud. It's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league already. You're telling me that now he's going to bypass the opportunity to draft Caleb Williams to keep Justin Fields? I ain't buying it. I yeah. think Poles is staying there. I think he's taking uh, well, who I feel is the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. That's how good I think Caleb Williams is. And I think he's staying there, and I think he's going to take him. So I don't think there's a trade to be had. So I'm going right. to agree with you, Patty. I think, realistically speaking, we're taking a wide receiver. I would be I moderately so surprised if we don't. I, I think Malik Neighbors more than likely will be the pick if he's there. Yep, um, if they don't but trade I, down. But I do agree with you that a trade-up into the first round is a possibility um, for a guy like a J.J. McCarthy or a Penn, like one of those second-tier right. quarterbacks because if you're the Giants, you could look at what the Packers just did and you could say, well, listen, if we trade up to 27 and we take a guy, let's just throw McCarthy. I personally like McCarthy in that range. I don't like him at six. Let's say they said, let's take this young 21-year-old quarterback. He could ride the bench for a year like Jordan Love. Obviously, it was three years with the Packers, but there's no pressure there. You let Daniel Jones ride out the year with the contract, and there's not a ton of financial commitment there either, being that it's a late first-round pick. That I could see making sense. Where we're picking, the teams that are picking in front of us, I don't think we're going quarterback at six, and I'm leaning we're not going to go quarterback in the second round either or trade up, but I think that's a more realistic possibility. I could see that a back end of the yeah. first round quarterback. Yeah, and, and by the way, on my regular Locked on Giants recordings, um, when I can get them, I'm getting our college hosts to talk about the top quarterbacks. So on Monday, I have uh, – Caroline Fenton of LSU, Lock on LSU. She's going to talk about Jane Daniels. I had Spencer McLaughlin on, uh, I think it was Thursday show or Friday show. He spoke about, um, uh, oh God, the name, the Oregon quarterback, the name, Bo Nix. Bo Nix, yeah. Yeah, Bo Nix, yeah. The names, <laughs> I'm getting the names mixed up. So so that's something I'm doing. I'm bringing on these hosts. And then I want to see if I can get Ke Coach Keith Sanchez, who's part of our Locked on Draft team. Um, with with Damian Parson, those of you who saw the Damian Parson show, I know a lot of you like that. Coach K is pretty good as well. So try to get some more insight on that. But I think it's, you know, look, the more I think about it, Joe Shane, you know, I don't know if you guys heard it, but he was on Sirius XM radio. And for those of you who are saying, oh, you know, what else is Shane going to say? I do believe they're going to try and run it back with Daniel to start the season. You know, Joe Shane mm -hmm. basically said, look, you look at the offensive line, that how it was a revolving door, and how we had in the Miami game, we had three guys from the practice squad, you know, starting for us. You look at, you know, the receivers and how he didn't have time to build up chemistry, which goes back to what I was saying about how Brian Dable should have played the starters more in the preseason. So it just sounds like they want to run it back with Daniel Jones. And here's the benefit of that, folks. I know a lot of you are like, no, nah, no, nah, they should move on. But here's the benefit. If they do draft a quarterback and it's somebody at the bottom of the first round, second round, if Daniel Jones proves not to be the guy, or even if Daniel Jones shows he has a good season, guess what? Now you try and move him the following year because now you said, okay, you know what, Daniel, you redeemed yourself. Maybe you look to move him. Kind of like years ago what the, what the Patriots did with uh, Jimmy G when they shipped him out to San yeah. Francisco. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that had more that had more to do with uh uh Brady, I think, that wanting Garoppolo out of there because he felt him breathing down. Probably. But yeah, I, I completely Probably, understand. But the same scenario. Yeah, I completely understand what you're saying. And listen, if Jones works out, then that's good too. That's a good problem to have. Then you're like, okay, we'll ride him out for the third year. And at that point, it wouldn't be a horrible contract if he played well. So I agree with you. I don't think that I mean Shane is basically all but said it. I don't think they're gonna ignore the quarterback position. I think that this is what I think is going to happen, and maybe I'll be completely wrong. I think they're going to sign a very strong backup. I, I, I whether it be Gardner Minshew, uh, we've talked about Ryan Tannehill on here before. I think they're going to sign a very strong backup. And if Daniel Jones is ready to start the season, he'll start. But if he struggles for three or four games, they'll pull the plug quick. I don't think he has the red carpet rolled out for him next year. But I agree with you. I don't think we're drafting a quarterback. And if we do, I think it's going to be day three. I don't think we're taking a quarterback three. first. Yeah, I don't think we're taking a quarterback with our first three picks. I really don't. Mm, I disagree there. I think you it's do. a possibility. I'm I think it's, it's a possibility. But if I had to predict, I don't think we're going to. Uh, uh, okay, as of right now. And again, this is a case where what they do in free agency is going to maybe give us a little bit more clarity on the situation. Yeah. So that's why, you know, a lot of times when I say, oh, I don't want to talk about the draft until April or until after free agency is done, this is an example why. But uh, yeah, I could see I could see them going with a quarterback, you know, within the first three picks. I don't think they will, but I could see it happening. Oh, I didn't say especially I can't if see somebody falls. Yeah, I'm just saying what I predict, but I, I could definitely see yeah. it happening. Yeah, that's um, fine. And I completely agree with about the free agent comment, by the way. If you sign a Gardner Minshew to eight to ten million dollars a year, or if you bring back Tyra Taylor around the same range. That is a clear indicator to me. You're not drafting a quarterback early in this year's draft. Absolutely, absolutely. Or, or you get a developmental guy at that point. Yeah, which, which I could see them doing now. All right, a lot of people were asked. I think Papa Guso asked about Saquon. So let's pivot to to talk about Saquon. Now, for those of you who missed it, I reported on Twitter that Saquon has dropped Rock Nation from his negotiating team. Yeah, it was it was expected. I mean, it didn't make sense for Saquon to have two agencies repping him because he would have had to pay both of them a commission, regardless of who negotiated the deal. So CAA is his loan representation now, the same guy who got him into camp last year. All right, so Rock Nation is out. Now, as far as any movement, no, there has not been any movement. They did Joe Shane and Saquon did have a brief conversation. At the end of the season, Shane said at the senior bowl this past week, I'm going to talk with his representative in the, at the combine. Now follow me on this with the timeline. Okay. So the franchise tag slash transition tag window starts the last week of February. And I think it ends March 5th, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Sounds about right. If I recall, the scouting combine starts the end of February ends. I think the beginning of March, I think it, I think it ends March 3rd. So what I'm looking to see and what I think is going to try and, and, and what they're going to try and do, because Shane, remember, said, I don't want to have to use the franchise tag every year. So what I think they're going to try to do is they're going to sit down with Saquon's agent from CAA, see if they can't get the, the parameters of a deal in place. Now, I put an article up on Giants Country predicting what that contract's going to look like if anybody wants to take a look at that. All right. I have like three years, 30 something million. Mm -hmm. So if they can't get a deal done by the end of the combine, they now have, I think, two days before the, the window closes to assign the franchise tag. 
that's when you see the franchise tag come out. And at that point, if they still can't get a deal done, you know, if they say, if they say to Saquon, look, we didn't get it done. There's still some details to hammer out. We've got to buy some time. So we're going to use the franchise tag to buy it. In the meantime, we'll hammer this out. We'll get it done. Now, if, if Saquon says, you know what? I'm not happy with the money you're offering me, the terms, et cetera. I want out. Tag and trade. And don't say for a minute, folks, that, oh, who's going to trade for Saquon? There was a report out today, and I, I read about it on Harbaugh. Giants Country. Harbaugh might want him. Yeah. There will be. I, I, you know what, Patty? I think that's a great point I didn't even think of. Because I've been, I've been at, and I, I love Saquon, but I've been adamant that I do not want to tag Saquon this year because of the $12 million price tag. And I want to be able to use our resources to try to build what I feel are more pressing needs for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a great point. I could definitely see a tag and trade scenario for the New York Giants if they can't get a contract deal hammered out. Um I don't think they're going to play Sa- uh, Saquon Barkley in the tag this year. Though I really don't. They, I don't. They, I, they can't. They can't afford to Chris. Because remember, yeah. when they tag him, the twelve million or whatever it is comes out of the cap right away, regardless if he signs it. Yeah. Now to do a tag and trade, he would have to sign the tag, but the tag now gets transferred over to the acquiring team, so the Giants don't get penalized for it. They mm. get the twelve plus million back as mm. a credit to their cap. I could see so that it makes too much sense. And they can't carry that money on this year's cap. I already looked at the financials. No, can't be done. Not unless you're, you're planning to, to bet, you know, to, to shift around more money, which I know Shane doesn't want to keep getting into the habit of. That's why the cap is not totally cleaned up yet. So that's what I see playing out. Now I feel pretty good based on, you know, having done the research that I've been doing and just, you know, keeping the ear to the ground and whatnot. I think it is. I think the arrow is pointing in the right direction now. Unless something crazy happens, and I'll throw out another scenario that if I'm Saquon, I got to consider. Where is he going to get the type of endorsements that he's getting right now in New York? I mean, look, you look at Tommy DeVito and how DeVito's getting. You know, he's got Marriott and he's got you know some other big names. You think Tommy DeVito gets that stuff if he's play, the, the you know? doing what he did for the Giants, you know, in, in Green Bay or Jacksonville or another city? No. no. So Saquon, you know, if I'm his agent and I'm advising him, I'm saying, Saquon, look, yes, this is a fair contract for the Giants. You know, again, I put a, a, a proposal on Giants country as to what I think he could get. You're also going to benefit because you've got all these endorsements. He's got Silk. He's got Marriott. He's got Nike. I mean, I I can't remember all the ones he's got, but he's got a lot that helps supplement his income. And it comes from being in a big media market. So that has to factor into the equation. I think. It's a good point. It's a good point. Just me talking cap. And I, and I think, and I, I, I think you brought up a really good point about potentially trading Barkley. If they even signed him, I wouldn't rule that out of the. I'm not saying they would trade him before the year started. If they sign him, he's going to play this year as a giant to start the season. Absolutely. But if he starts, if the team starts to unravel, that's an option as well. So exactly. I, I hope they get something done, but I hope it's a responsible deal. And it will be. A, it will be because, let's be honest, guys. If Joe Shane last year valued Barkley at what he did which by all accounts came out to about 21, maybe 22 guaranteed. 
He's why would you value him more this year? You you have you have even less pressure to sign him this year. You're not coming off a playoff win. He's a year older. He got hurt. He didn't have as strong of a year. So I don't see Shane giving him an outrageous contract. So if they get a deal done, I'm I agree. I'm confident it's not going to be something that Giants fans are going to be crying about. I think it'll be responsible. His his cap number this year, if they get the deal done, it's going to be under 10 million. I have it projected. I want to say I want to say it's between six and seven is what I, I projected. But again, I, I don't have the article in front of me. It's on Giants Country if you want to check I, it I, out. I just want to clarify when you say six or seven, you don't mean his average per year salary. You mean no, his cap, his cap number this year. year. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Which would be yeah. well under the that that would be like half of the twelve the estimated twelve million for the cap for the uh franchise tag. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's how I see that playing out. Now I, again, unless Saquon is just totally unreasonable, and I don't think he will be. I think he's smart enough to understand, as evidenced by the fact that he came in last year and was willing to play on the modified franchise tag deal and show his worth, wanting to show his worth. Saquon is not an idiot, you know, and, and yeah. you know, his teammates, you know, I know you guys did a show on Kayvon and his comments and stuff like that. Look, Kayvon's entitled to his opinion, but... It helps if you know the business aspect of it. And a lot of these guys don't. So, mm. you know, it wasn't that Shane was looking to screw him and reward Daniel. It wasn't him playing favorites. I mean, look, Dexter got paid. Andrew Thomas got paid. Okereke got paid. You know, it, it, this wasn't favoritism. This is business. And running backs, you know, say what you want. The fact of the matter is, is running backs, the position is being devalued because it is a passing league. So the ergo... Mm -hmm. The cornerback, the cornerbacks on defense, pass rushers, the quarterbacks, the left tackles of the world, the receivers of the world, those are the guys that are getting the premium dollars, not the running backs. Well, listen, I mean, the Giants tried to work something out Barkley long before they were Jones, and they like got the Jones deal done like right under the gun. Yep. And that's what happened. If they would have got a deal done with Saquon, they might have tagged him. You know, who knows? But the fact that they couldn't lose them both. I mean, that's who didn't want, they didn't want to lose them both, obviously. So they tagged Saquon and they said, well, what are we going to do? And a lot of people were like, oh, I'll get a stopgap quarterback, but it'd be hard to sell your fan base. Man. Yeah. I guess not for some people. And they said, just <laughs> run it with Tyrod this year and let Daniel Jones walk hindsight being 2020, but the giants paid Daniel Jones about what they thought he could be, not what he has been. I feel like they paid him on potential. And I just call it a two year extent, like Chris, a two year ex extension with a team option for two years because they could get out of it after 2025 without question. But they they tried to sign Saquon. They tried to get that done during the bye week. They, they, he was like the first guy that they tried to get the deal done with. And exactly. it didn't work out. So exactly. I don't know. They, it's not like they were like, oh, the hell with you, Saquon. We're going to wait. They didn't reach out to Daniel too, remember. Right. So exactly. So they just like, it's not like they said, oh, the hell with you. We'll wait till the end of the year. They tried to get him done first. And the other thing, like you said, it's diminishing position. It's becoming less and less important, not only because it's a passing league, but because the quarterbacks now become the running backs because they get the touchdowns. Because the Jalen guys like Jalen Hurts get 14 touchdowns. Josh Allen gets 13 touchdowns. Daniel Jones can run. It is a mobile quarter. Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, the list goes on and on and on and on about the quarterbacks that actually are mobile, that run, that get rushing yards. That get rushing touchdowns. They're stealing these things from the running back where they're not becoming as important. Running backs are almost like decoys. 
there really isn't a guy. Is there besides Christian McCaffrey, who's the best in the game? Is there another guy on that level? Is there another guy where you're like, we can't afford to lose him? People are like, well, Barkley's three quarters of the offense. That's great, but our offense sucks anyway. <laughs> right? So as I keep saying, put the money and everybody's bitching about, oh, I want, I want Saquon, but we got to fix the offensive line. Put the money in front of the quarterback, not behind the quarterback. Thank it's, you. It's really Because be, if you have an offensive line, it's good. A decent running back is going to find holes. You get an offensive line that can push forward. You're going to have a good running. It's about a good running game. He's also 27 years old. He's not a baby right. anymore for a running back. That's and like he's been banged up. You're 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 approaching the. T- he is literally at the very end of a running back's prime. Like historically speaking, running backs like fall off a cliff at 29. I don't know if that'll be the case with Barkley or not, but it has to be factored in when you're talking about potential contract extensions. Sure, it does. Uh, and why? And we should know better than anybody as Giants fans. What happened when we lost Tiki Barber? <laughs> we we didn't miss a beat because we had the best offensive line in the sport, and we were able to get by with a committee with Jacobs and Bradshaw. Um, I am a big offensive line guy, and I think at this, if Barker was twenty four, different discussion, different discussion. Right. If he if he didn't suffer his injuries, uh, extend him, right. give him the money. He's twenty seven. This is not the same right. case as Jonathan Taylor, who was twenty three or twenty four, whatever he was when the Colts extended him this offseason. He's twenty seven. Um, I, I want him back, but it's gotta be reasonable. It, it, right. it can't be, it can't be what Barkley wants and everybody who's the Jones contract, understandably. So obviously it looks like a horrible contract right now, but what do you think people would be saying about the Barkley contract? If he would have gotten it last year, they would have said you paid a running back $30 million or whatever, 14, $15 million a year, whatever he wanted, 27, 28 guaranteed, whatever he wanted. And your team was awful. Barkley got hurt again. He had under a thousand yards, and you built behind a running back. So the Giants would have gotten destroyed if they did that too. So you, said you gotta win. You win games. Nobody complains about yeah. anything. And I saw a comment that says you need a good running. You need a good running game or a good running back to win a, to be in a Super Bowl. Win a Super Bowl. So Isaac Pacheco is better than Saquon Barkley, is what you're saying, because the Chiefs win with Isaac Pacheco, who was a seventh round pick. It's a good running game. The Eagles got there last year because of a good running game that had to do with um, um, the uh, well, Jalen Hurts. Who the hell is the guy that Swift? was there? Yes, DeAndre Swift. No, he- they didn't have Swift. They had um, um, uh, Miles, oh, Sanders. Yeah. Miles Sanders. Miles yeah, Sanders. Uh, Gainwell. And, and it was running back by committee. But they had the Eagles had a great offensive line that just beat the hell out of teams, right? So look at Dallas. They let Ezekiel Elliott walk. The running back is just, it's not what he used to be. It just isn't. You want a good running game. I understand that. But if you want a good running game, you need a good offensive line because it does not matter how good the running back is if there's no holes back there and it's second and nine, second and 12. I mean, how many times do we see Barkley get blown up in the backfield? Do you think it matters if that was Eric Gray carrying the ball back there or Saquon Barkley? <laughs> Eric Gray can lose two yards just as easily as Barkley if there's an unblocked defensive end coming at him. Yeah. Put the yeah. everybody on the old line. So put the money in the old line. Don't put it in the running back. Put it in the offensive line. Take that money and get a veteran guard. Get a, if you want to move Evan Neal to left guard, get a veteran right tackle. Put yeah. the money there. Uh, that's the way get I look at it. Right. Yep. Now, all right, guys, I got to take a commercial, but I did want to talk about 
the type of contract and why I think it's going to be a little different from Barkley this year, what I think the Giants are going to offer. I'm going to give you my reasons for it because, again, I did a whole bunch of research on this, but I got to take a quick commercial on this. So we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Hey, Giant fans, are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Well, our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class-exclusive Google comes built in and is always updating for you to call on for almost anything. And gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assist, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. In short, the 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-side crossover for your next adventure. Nissan's incredible lineup also includes the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder, which has room for up to eight, an expansive cargo capacity, and advanced available 4x4 capability. With 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds towing, when adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer. Take the Nissan Rogue, the Nissan Pathfinder, or any of their SUVs and go to your next adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you all day, every day, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, everybody, welcome back to Locked On Giants Live. You got Trina Tana Dog, and I checked my phone. Nothing yet on the defensive coordinator. I'm keeping an eye on it, but I want to get real quick. That, that's exactly what I drive, a Nissan Rogue. So that's pretty there you fun. Go. Yeah, that's exactly I told you Nissan was one of the sponsors yeah, this week. A Rogue, though. That's DoorDash smart. is also on, on this week. My One of my favorites, because I use DoorDash. I'm a DoorDash customer. But, yeah, um, but anyway, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Barkley contract and how I think it's, you know, the proposal or the structure is going to be different than last year. Now, last year, if you remember, Barkley was coming off his first full healthy season in I don't know how many years. I mean, it, it was a while. He also had a career high rushing yard. So last year, the, th the thought process was they wanted to get the equivalent of the franchise tag for 2023 and 2024, which would have put him upwards of 20, I think it would have put him around 25 million guaranteed money. The Giants were not willing to do that. That's one of the, the hangups from last year's deal. This year, because Barkley's another year older, and as Chris said, you know, he's a little closer to the end of the line, probably. Um, Barkley will probably expect to get it. I'm, I'm estimating 15 million, which is roughly the 12 million of the franchise tag plus a little extra because the Giants usually put a little extra on the guaranteed money. Three-year deal, so you can spread that out. 15 million over three years, that comes to 5 million per year. Get an out after two years, and you put all the guaranteed money in the first year. You put incentives in there, both likely and not likely to be earned. Now, to refresh your memory, a not likely to be earned incentive would be an, basically based on a number that 
the player has not achieved in his career. So for example, Barkley's never run for 2000 yards. So you could say, okay, we'll pay you an extra million dollars if you run for 2000 yards and that money and not likely to be on incentive does not count against the current cap. If he reaches it, it counts against the next year's cap. If he doesn't, then it's like it never existed. So I see more not likely to be earned incentives going into Barkley's Giants contract this year, plus only the guaranteed money being a little less. Like I said, the $12 million plus a little extra to make it $15 million. Maybe there's a roster bonus in there as well because that's you know a, a mechanism that Shane uses. But the deal is going to look a lot different than I think the deals that were on the table last year. Yeah. You're muted. I'm muted? No, Chris is oh. muted. Oh, okay. I was going to say. Chris can't hear you. Microphone died out. Okay. Well, anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I know that's a lot of financials and mumbo jumbo and stuff like Good. that, but yeah, Good. now we got you. Yeah, I'm, I hit the mute button by accident. Actually, oh, it, it, okay. wasn't, it wasn't the wire because <laughs> uh, I was playing. With, I was playing with the volume controls. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, the Giants did something very similar last year with Daniel Jones's contract. If you remember, exactly. they, they had the escalators. If he hit top five in certain statistical thresholds, which obviously weren't very likely, like you were like you were getting at. Um, so yeah, listen, that's a good idea. If they could get if they get Saquon for fifteen million guaranteed with like you know like you said like statistical thresholds that he's not likely to hit. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense because then you get Saquon here for two more years at least. He probably retires as a giant and you give Daniel Jones the best chance possible if he is indeed the quarterback next year and Saquon is here for potentially the rookie quarterback the following year if you move on from Jones to help him out. So that would be perfect if they could get a deal done like that. I just don't know if Barkley would agree to a deal like that after seeing how, you know, how how it, you know strong he was in his opinion last year rightfully so that he was worth more than the 20 or 21 or 22 yeah, million dollars guaranteed was was his old agent feeding him that stuff and is this new guy telling him yeah. look Saquon this is the story man this is I hope you're, I hope you're right I I I cuz I, know, I, I, think I that's look, a great you know, deal I mean, a deal I don't want to knock an agent I really don't but she may have not may have I think she did misread the room she, yeah. You know, look, I know there are some agents when they go into negotiations, they'll say, oh, there's always room for, you know, the other side to come up. And I think that was part of the downfall. And with Joe, Joe has always been kind of straightforward. He, you know, he, he's been transparent with the players. He'll say, look, this is what we can do. This is why we can do it. And, you know, we get it that you want more money and, and whatnot, and we do value. And sometimes John Mara will also get involved in these conversations, depending on who the player is. And they, they try and be upfront and, and honest with the players. But sometimes you get agents who just say, bull, you can do better than that. Who are you kidding? You're trying to lowball us. And that's the agent's job. I get that. But, you know, at the same point, you know, Saquon always said, I'm not looking to reset the market. Okay, great. He wasn't looking to maybe get 16 mil a year like McCaffrey was. But the guaranteed money for a running back with an injury history, that was just too rich for the Giants' taste. Yeah. 
I hope you're right, because I don't think Shane would be willing to go much higher than that in guaranteed money. Maybe 18 to 20 tops, um, especially based off what we saw last year. So I, I hope think it's going to be about point. 15. I would say 15 would be a good number, because if you do a three-year deal and yeah. the third year of that contract is avoidable year, which is what I think they're going to do, I think that's that's a perfect way to, you know, because remember, the cap is going to go up. So absorbing five million in in, in uh, what's it? Just twenty four, twenty five. Tw- absorbing five million in twenty twenty six when the cap is going to be like sky high, like two percent. It's nothing. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's not going to be that big of a deal. Yeah, you know. So that's and like I said, you talk about the endorsements and everything. Saquon can achieve financial security for the rest of his life. Just needs to be reasonable about it. And not be, you know, not have somebody get in his ear and chirp and say, dude, you're worth Christian McCaffrey money or, or more. Nah, nah. He's a great player, a good, you know, locker room guy. Everybody loves him and respects him. I love the guy and respect him. But, you know. It's a business, though. It's, it's a business. Exactly. You got to detach your emotion from the situation. You know, sometimes got to do what's best for business. And Exactly. And if you're sitting there and you're saying, I want to help the Giants win a championship. Well, then how can you conceivably be selfish and say, well, I want to be paid the top, like the top running back, which is why I don't think Saquon wants to be paid like the top running back. He wants to, I believe him when he says, I want to be part of something special that this franchise is building. I believe him. I hope, just, you're, I, I, I hope you're right. I just think if I was in Saquon's position, I would try to win a championship. Like if, like if I had to take that kind of money, I know a team like the Baltimore Ravens or a team that could really win a Super Bowl is going to be willing to give me that. And the Chargers, if, right? The Chargers. I, yeah, the Chargers. Hey, we talked the about the Chargers. Chargers. The yeah. Chargers, though, that, I mean, the Chargers are on a massive franchise, but it's Los Angeles. I mean, that that's a big market, too. Hollywood, so it's not like he couldn't. I, and you know they're it. going to be all over primetime this year with Harbaugh now as the head coach. Absolutely. So, so it, it, it makes too much sense for a tag and trade if they if it comes down to that. If the Chargers keep the Giants a nice haul for, for Barkley, and I'm not saying it's going to be like an Eli Manning type of deal. That's not going to happen. But think about it for a second here, guys. What did the Giants get for Leonard Williams, the guy who was approaching 30, who was on the last year of his contract and didn't sign an extension before he went to Seattle? What did they get for him? Second-round pick, middle of second-round pick, top 50 pick. Wouldn't you say that was a pretty good deal? One of the best best trades of the year, probably. One of the best trades. So who's to say that Barkley on a tagging trade can't can't draw something similar? I I think he could. In in a hypothetical world where he was healthy and he was playing well, I wouldn't see why he couldn't land something similar okay. like that. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 if what Ryan Leaf said about Harbaugh wanting to have this superpower running game and do play action and all this stuff, and if Barkley's the missing piece, and you and you're the Giants, you can't get something done with Barkley, and you can get a tag and trade in place. This is why I've been pounding the drum about the tag and trade. By the way. A lot of people on my channel have been like, oh, you're crazy. He's not going to be tagging trade. Folks, I don't normally take receipts. I am now. <laughs> don't rule anything out with Joe Shane. Don't exactly. And I'll tell you right now, it doesn't seem likely that they're going to trade up and get a quarterback, but don't rule it out. Don't. I'm not going to be surprised I think it's at anything he does. In on April twenty seventh or whatever day that. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I I wouldn't be surprised at all if we traded up. I just. I, 
I think Shane would trade up. I just don't think the trade's there. But if no, the trade's I, there, I agree with you, Chris. I don't think there'll be a trade. But if there is, I think you would. I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Nothing's going to surprise me if yeah. he stays there. If he trades back. If he trades up. Unless he drafted like Brock Bowers, <laughs> right? Then, I, then I'd be surprised. Um, but listen, I mean, I I have said it all along. For me, I love Caleb Williams. I've loved Caleb Williams since they won in Oklahoma. People are like, I don't trust USC quarterback. I would say he's not a USC quarterback. He's oh. an Oklahoma quarterback. He came from Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley came from Oklahoma. That's an Oklahoma quarterback. Um, oh, and and for what it's worth, I just looked up. I wanted to see where the Chargers were drafting. Again, if the Giants did a tagging trade with the Chargers and, and Saquon, Chargers are drafting fifth. All right. Now, I mentioned this earlier. We could take Brock Bowers. I think he's going there. I right? mentioned this earlier. Denver reportedly wants to move up to get a quarterback. So if you get, let's see, Denver's drafting where? 12th? So Raiders want one too. And I think the Raiders want one, supposedly the Raiders want one as well. Especially now they got Kingsbury. All right. But I'm saying if you're the Giants, okay, you figure, you know, Chicago may or may not take a quarterback. I don't know if they will, but you figure, let's say for argument's sake, Chicago, Washington, New England, all take quarterbacks. So Arizona, so. you figure is going to take a receiver. You figure Harrison, they're going to take Marvin Jr. Harrison. All right. If the Giants can get, move up one spot. Now they got the pick of the litter. Maybe not a quarterback, but maybe they get the best. This, you know, the they were short of Malik Neighbors, you know, or or maybe if there's a quarterback that they consider worthy of that spot, yeah. Because we don't know how their draft board's going to fall. Yeah. Never do. There's always a big shocker somewhere in there. But listen, for me, I don't think they're getting Caleb Williams. I don't. I think that no, the not, I don't think Caleb Williams is an option here. I I say it all the time, and I know it's oh he's had injury problems. This and. Draft, draft Roma Dunze and get Michael Penix. Put them together. They played well at Washington together. Bring him the hell in. Oh, Evan Neal's right tackle. It concerns me too. If you're Joe Shane, you have got to take a swing, a big swing. And if it messes up, it messes up. But you're going to give yourself job security for a couple more years. If you run this back, if you bunt and pop the damn thing up and don't advance the runners, don't drive in any runners, and you're 5-12 and 12 again, now you're really in trouble. So I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know what he can do. This is why we can sit here on this show, on Twitter, in the chat. We can speculate. We can all have our opinions. We can say whatever we want, whatever we feel. None of us are right. None of us are wrong. These are just opinions. Joe Shane is the only guy that matters. His pick is the only one that matters. We can get mad at it. We can be happy with it. But at the end of the day, whoever he takes needs to perform. Because whoever he takes, whether we agree or disagree, if they come in here and kick some ass and the Giants start winning, we're going to be very happy with that. So I want to be happy with Joe Shane, not necessarily the player. I want to be happy with Joe. Oh, look at the team he put together. And we're winning. Because it felt good last year. 2022 felt great. I didn't felt that in a long time. The excitement Chris and I actually had in the streams, you know, when especially when we won the playoff game. As opposed to this year where it's before Halloween and, uh, Chris, uh, what do you think about Caleb Williams? What do you think about Michael Penix? What do you think about freaking Jane Daniels? And <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I Look, I want to start talking about a winning team. I got spoiled last year. It was fun last year. It was fun. Uh, you know, and I'm talking about 2022. I'm not talking yeah. about 2023. That was All right? Fun. So, 
they, they got to get back to that. And you're right. I think if you're Joe Shane and you're Brian Dable, if you're going to go down with the ship, wouldn't you rather go down with your own guy? Now, they still believe yeah. in Daniel. I know people are going to say, well, they said that they believe in Daniel. Daniel's coming what back. Do you want time. them to say that, that they think Daniel sucks and they're not going to run it back with him? Some of course they're going to say they believe in him. Of course they're going to run it back, Patty. They have no choice. They have no choice. You know, so, I mean, that's not to say that they won't get a quarterback on day two at some point. You know, that's not to say that they, although I think the odds of them trading up, I would be surprised. But like we said earlier in the show, it's going to, you know, what they do in free agency with regards to a a veteran backup, is going to tell us a lot. Tell you they just, if they just roll with the veto, if they say, you know what, we're not going to get of another course. quarterback. We're taking a quarterback in the first two rounds. Yeah, yeah. And, you're, and they're probably going to think of, of moving up. But That's if they spend $10 million on a backup, I would be stunned. They're not drafting a quarterback. There's yeah. no way. Yeah, they're not right. drafting a quarterback. Because why would you pay a third-string quarter? Because that's what, in essence, your veteran, the guy that they paid, if they paid Minshew, in essence, he's your third-string guy. Because the, the rookie's not going to be a third-string guy. Yeah. Yeah. So... Right. Yeah, that's that's obviously could be, it could be a day three quarterback in that scenario, but not a day two. Day I don't three would be you're talking a development guy. Yeah, that's exactly. But I don't. Joe think Milton, that that type of guy. Yeah. I I don't want a developmental guy. I, take they a, have one. Want a quarterback? Take a quarterback. Get a quarterback. Get whatever. If you like a guy, get him. But also, three top fifty picks is nothing to sneeze at. You can fill a lot of positions with three top fifty top picks. Seven. So. This is a ma- this year is massive for Joe Shane. This offseason make or break the gentlemen guys are getting ushered out. The contracts are ending. You don't have a ton of cap space, but you have you've had more this year than you had a lot. You know to work with. You can make the decision on Saquon Barkley. That's your decision. You can let him go if you choose to let him go. You can draft the quarterback and start fresh with your own quarterback. You can. This is his year, especially with three top fifty picks and what do we have? Five in the top one hundred or four in the top 70, whatever it is. Four in the uh, top 70. You can do a lot with those picks, but he has to hit on these picks and he Absolutely. has to get, he's got to start filling these spots with, you know, that cast. So he goes out and gets free agents. Yeah. He's got a decision to make with Xavier McKinney. He's got a decision to make. With McKinney's Xavier. gone. I don't see McKinney coming back. I don't either, but he's going to want way too much money. And they got Dane Belton. And I think they're going to draft at that position. I don't see McKinney coming back. I've had too many people tell me that that's the direction. I'd like him back, but the way that he's talked, and yeah, he's going after the money. And and I I don't blame him. It's the Landon Collins situation all over again. Yeah. Yeah. I I love McKinney. McKinney's my favorite giant, without question. I don't think he did. That's a luxury position. And again, I you you build from the inside out. The safety is like your last resort of the, you know, last defender out there. I don't want to get. Uh, Xavier McKinney, $16 million a year for four years. And that's probably what he's going to command. I'm, I bet you commands between 14 and 16 million. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pay him that when you're cap stricken. If you had the money that Washington has and you could afford that and then still fill your positions. Sure. But we're not in that position, unfortunately. So I agree. I, I think McKinney's not going to play under the tag. And you mentioned it last time we did the show, Patty, Joe Shane don't like using the tag. Right. So, if he doesn't have to, you know, Richard Richard Carter in, in, in the chat, just real quick, he said, great, so we'll have a bad backfield too. Richard, let me ask you a question. Would you rather the Giants spend $16 million a year on McKinney or on an offensive lineman or maybe even on an edge rusher or, or a number one receiver? Think about that for a minute, my friend. 
I think the choice is, is clear how I would prioritize it. Yeah, I was putting I mean, it on an edge. I was putting it on an edge if I had to pick between the I would pick an edge or I would get an off a veteran offensive lineman in here. Yeah. I would right. not the go the on a safety, part of especially when I got a young kid who is you know the arrow's pointing up on his development. That's just me though. Give me Josh Allen one time. <laughs> if he's not franchised, I'm curious to see if they make a, a play for him. I deserve it. I I think I think they would make a play for him if he wasn't. Franchised. If he's not franchised, why not? But I think he will be. But I I hope he's not, and I I think the Giants should make a play at him. Will he Absolutely. play in the franchise though? Would he hold out? He probably would. Yeah, but you know, at the at the end of the day, they're gonna you know if a deal's not struck, they'll sign the franchise because it's either that or just sit out the season and then they lose a year, uh, you know, a a, a year of accrued service. So, yeah. you know, and teams know this. So what if they're not in training camp? You know, it's, it makes more of a difference if, you know, the coach is a new coaching staff. But if a guy sits out, you know, that's why everybody was like, ah, not a big deal. Saquon's missing the offseason last year. Nobody was panicking. Nobody was panicking at all. And, and even if he had missed training camp, you know, a lot of us were like, ah, oh, you know, it's not going to be a big deal. He's going to sign the tag two weeks before the season starts. That's how yeah. we saw it happening. Yeah, two days. Turns out we didn't have to worry about it because Saquon had an epiphany and came to his senses. Yeah, Richard said, "Who said sixteen million is the price?" I mean, he. You're right. We don't know the price, but I would be shocked if it wasn't sixteen million. The franchise tag, be a, a, the, a the franchise tag for a season tag, is, right? is seventeen million. Let me so see what the tag is. Hold it's on. Seventeen tag and a half, I think. For... Maybe it's sixteen and a half. Whatever it is, it, it's up there though. It's it's around. But, but, but if, I'm if I'm McKinney's agent, who by the way he hired. The agent that's notorious for yeah, David Moglia. I think yeah, if, that's where I start safety, in my negotiation. The safety tag is 16.258 million. 16.25. So if I'm the agent, I say that's the baseline. So that's at th least for the guaranteed money. That's the baseline. Like he's going to want at least, I think, 17 million dollars a year. He might get more than that, but it, well, let's I see who the top, let's see who the top paid safeties are. And because he's going to want to be paid like like a top paid safety. So let's see. Safety. Who are some of the top paid? Derwin James, 19 million a year. Minka Fitzpatrick, 18.2. Jamal Adams, 17.5. You don't think he's going to want at least Jamal Adams number? Jesse Bates, 16 million. Yeah. Harrison Smith, 16 million. He's going to want more than that. He's, he's going to want, want, he's going to want 17 to 20 million a year. That's what he's yeah. going to want. He's going to want to, he's going to want to be paid in that. I don't yeah. know if he's going to get it, but that's will. what he's going to look for. And I can tell you right now, the giants aren't going to pay him that. No, I can no see way. four years, 67 million from somebody. I, I can easily see that between four years, between 65, 70 million dollars. Exactly. He's going to get that. He's going to exactly. Get so, you know, that's why I say I am not overly confident that McKinney comes back. I've had no, I don't think he's coming back. Tell me that the arrow's not pointing in that direction. It's too much money. You know? And it's not because they don't want to keep them, it's because they can't afford to keep them. They have other needs. I guarantee you, you're not getting an edge rusher. You're probably not, not getting a veteran offensive tackle. Yeah. They have Dane Belton, and I know Belton is not as good as McKinney, but Belton is not, you know, he, he's an up and comer. He hasn't hit his well, and, you, and you could draft the safety too. And you can draft the safety. Absolutely. Well, so I mean, Dane Belton played really well at the end of the year. I mean, he was definitely making an impact at the end of the year. So 
again, he's in the second year. You can easily ride him and just, you know, figure it out. But uh, again, because our trench, because our line of scrimmage sucks. This is why we lose games because our line of scrimmage gets bullied around. I mean, yep. we don't get to the quarterback with four guys. We don't get there. So it's easy to convert on third and 10 against us. And because we have no offensive line, it's almost impossible for us to convert third and five, third on passing downs. So why would you give a safety all that money when you need to build the line? Exactly. I, like I said, I love McKinney. I bought McKinney's jersey. I, I buy jerseys. And I would love him to be back, but it doesn't make sense for this team to pay a safety a ton of money. It, it just doesn't to me. Nope, not with the needs they have. If they were one player away, I'd say go for it. They're right. not. Yeah, They're yeah. not. I mean, think and think about this, guys. You know, for what it's worth, you're paying Daniel Jones because you have to carry him on the cap. If you draft a quarterback in the first round, which I don't know if they will, that's going to take up a big chunk. So now all of a sudden, if you look at the distribution of how the position units are paid, you're going to have a gross tilting in one direction. You know what I mean? So you want to distribute your, your financial assets as best as possible to cover as many needs as you as you can. You don't want to be top heavy with the cap. When I talk about top heavy, one of the things I do, and I'm going to look at uh, over the cap because they're really good with this. And I'll tell you if the Giants are top heavy right now. They've got one, two, three guys that ha are that have uh, cap numbers. No, I'm sorry. One, two, three, four, five. Five guys who have a cap number of at least 10 million. Oh, that's Daniel plus. Jones. That's Dexter Lawrence. That's Andrew Daniel Thomas. Jones. It's 47. Aaron Waller. Andrew is 23.6. Dexter's 22. Darren Waller is 14. Bobby O'Karake is 11.02. But I, Folks, I, that's I, cap I, heavy. I think by season start though, the Andrew Thomas, the Dexter, Lawrence Andrew Thomas and Dexter, I could see maybe getting significantly their numbers lower. Down. I think I Waller's think an interesting. Let's talk about Waller for a second here. Cause Waller 14.03 cap number of that. He's got a 10.525 base prorated bonus 2.458. And if they cut him, let me see if they, if they were to cut him, they'll save 6.7, but, but get a 7.3 dead money hit. What do you guys do with Waller? Do you think? You don't I don't want to touch that contract, and I don't think you want to touch that contract. And what you know, I understand. The, 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 if, if I'm Shane, there's two contracts I, I quote unquote backlog. I don't even view it as a big backlog because of how long Andrew Thomas's contract is. Like we talked about, with how Absolutely. much, the cap, with how much the cap's going up, if you push back 15 million dollars of that over the course of five years, that's not killing you. So I'm I'm moving that money and I'm moving Dexter's money a bit. Not as much as Thomas because Dexter's 27 and his contract's not as long. But those are the two contracts that I'm maneuvering the money backwards. Darren Waller, I'm not touching the contract. Daniel Jones, I'm not touching the contract. They're staying as is. I'm keeping Waller for another year. Because, as, 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 even though the guy couldn't stay on the field last year and he probably won't stay on the field next year. It's still, for me at least, the reward of cutting him isn't enough. You, no, you, you I agree. Was, you save about seven million, but in today's market, what impact player are you going to get for seven million dollars? And when he's on the field, still a good player, especially if you get a high end wide receiver in this year's draft. I would keep Waller for this year, the following year, when I could save ten million, and he's going to be thirty two. Bye bye. But I keep Waller for one more year. And Absolutely. another thing we didn't talk about, Patty, I think something the New York Giants need to do. 
and I want to get your opinion on this. They need to extend, not cut, extend Darius Slayton. They go. And, yep. And, and they, they go. Because if you cut Darius Slayton, you save $6.25 million. And a lot of people have said that. But if I'm the Giants, I say, this is a guy who wants to be here. This is a guy who's been consistent. He, the drop problems have gotten better. He loves playing with Daniel Jones. He loves playing with this organization. He's he's worked with us in the past. Remember two years ago, he made, he took a huge pay cut to remain on with the New York Giants. I go to Slate and I say, three years, $27 million, three years, twenty whatever it may be, but let's lower that cap number from $8 million this year to four or five to give ourselves a little bit more maneuverability. Yep. You give yourself some more security. Um, that's what I would do with Darius. And and you know what? Shane actually talked on that Sirius XM radio um, interview that he did. He actually mentioned Slayton because he said that's a guy that a lot of people forget about. And he spoke very highly of Slayton. So I could see that happening too. Matter of fact, you know, I saw, I think Richard, yeah, Richard Carter asked about, uh, let me just pop this on the, on the screen real quick. How much the Giants have, potentially have after cuts and see how much it would add up for Saquon. Richard, I did an article like that over on Giants Country. If you want to take it out, uh, check it out. It's just easier to read it than for me to go through the numbers because there's like, you know, there's like little in, uh, nuances that I explain in that article. But it is over on Giants Country. Slayton was a guy that I said they should definitely look to extend. I wouldn't extend him five years, but, you know, tack on another two years, maybe make one of the years avoidable year. Yeah. Absolutely, I'd have no problem with that. And it gives your and it frees up four or maybe five million dollars on this Bingo. year. The way that absolutely you can, you that's another move. Yeah, and you then know? you look, you look at this wide receiving core all of a sudden for something that was and and granted, I'm not going to get excited about the wide receiving core until we see this line get a lot better because it's irrelevant until the line gets better. But you look at this young wide receiving core with the potential there. Darius Slayton's still only 26. Wandell. I don't think a lot of people realize, guys, Wondell had 60 catches last year, and he started the year banged up. He was cl he clearly started to become himself over the last three, four, or five games last year. I think Wondell's got a lot of potential. If you add a guy like Neighbors to this core with Jalen Hyatt and his potential, and then you got a guy like, like this could be a really nice, young, up-and-coming receiving core. If you add a guy like Neighbors, you keep Slayton. Wondell, Wondell's one of my favorite players on the team, by the way. Everybody poo-pooed that pick when Shane made it. I think that guy's going to be a very good wide receiver for this football team. Absolutely. Becoming one of my favorite giants. And this receiver group is not that bad. Yeah. But you add a number one receiver, now they suddenly go from being not that bad to maybe being borderline elite if you get the right guy in there. Yeah, number one wide receiver changes everything. For, Absolutely. And Waller yeah. ain't the number one receiver. I'm sorry. Yeah. Good, a good, you know, good guy to have around. But I, you know, that that experiment, that hope to make him the number one receiver, that day fact him number one receiver, uh-uh, didn't work. Didn't work. I would not go back to that well again. I'd keep him, like you said, because, you know, the savings isn't doesn't add up. You know, it, it, does, it, it makes more sense to get rid of him after this year, this 2024 season. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I And I, by the way, you know, you can also defer if you want to on tight end because tight end's a need. You know, because right now they, they, I don't think they bring Cager back. You know, they have Bellinger who will be on the roster, Waller who will be on the roster. Maybe you want to add another tight end, whether it be a veteran or that's low cost or, or you know, a developmental guy. I don't know, but tight end is is probably not as high on the the totem pole as wide receiver. I would think. Yeah, I agree. You get value at that position too, right? Like what? Like where? Where did uh, Laporta was a second round pick this year, but you could get. 
Typically, you could get good value at that position, too. I don't see us spending a high pick on a tight end. Right. Too many other right. Needs team has. As much as Brock Bowers, I know, appeals to a lot of people, I, I just don't think they're going to go. <laughs> no, yeah, I'd be surprised. That can happen there. He might go to Los Angeles, though. They might take him at five. I wouldn't maybe, be surprised. If you want to mess the next Kellen, Kellen Winslow, you know, if you're assuming you're talking to the Chargers here, right? Yes, yes. No, yeah. Knowing Harbaugh, though, and I haven't seen a lot of people mock them to do this, and I agree with you. If I was doing a mock today, I would have Bowers going to the Chargers. He's clearly a big line guy, right? You think about how they built that Michigan program. I wouldn't be surprised if he took Joe Alt. I could see that being a possibility, too, for the Chargers. Sure. Yeah, but, yeah you I mean, know. that's how they won. Yeah. Yeah, the hard part is a little in the sauce, thinking McCarthy's going to be the number one overall pick. But, uh, <laughs> he just, he's just talking up his guy. He's talking up his guy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, guys, start putting your questions into the box. We'll we'll start getting to them. Uh, guys, let, let me ask you, though, about Thibodeau. And mm-hmm. he finished strong. You know, he had double-digit sacks. But the consistency, what did you think of the consistency in this game? And what does he need to do to take his game to the next level? Do you think having an, a, a – bonafide legitimate partner on the opposite end, which right now I don't think it's going to be Ojulari because he can't stay healthy for whatever the reason. How much do you think that will help him? And do you think, you know, Thibodeau can, what can he do to make his game more consistent? I guess. Two things that I think are going to benefit Tibbs this year, my prediction. And I don't know if he's going to match his sack total people. If you're just looking at the stats, like, wow, Tibbs had a great year. He had like 13 and a half sacks. I think he had or something like that. Um, but I don't think Tibbs had a great year last year. I think he had a pretty good year. So up and down year. Yeah, he was up and down. He wasn't consistent. He didn't take over games to the extent that I thought he would going into his sophomore year. I think the two things that are going to benefit Kevon Thibodeau this next year. One, like I've talked about, like we've talked about throughout the show, I do think they're going to add an edge rusher in free agency. I do. I think they're going to get a guy opposite him. Two, getting rid of Wink Martindale. And I'm not killing Wink Martindale. I think Wink Martindale did a pretty good job with the Giants, but he didn't do Kayvon Thibodeau a lot of favors. He dropped no, him back in coverage a lot. I think you need to find a defensive coordinator like we did with Dex and say, this is what you're best at. We're going to do this with you. I think you got to do that with Kayvon. You didn't bring Kayvon here to drop him back in coverage as much as they did last year. Put his hand in the dirt. Get him after the quarterback. And I, I think if you change that strategy with Kayvon, you'll see him be more consistent. You'll see him start to take over games. So I think those two changes, you get a better edge rusher and you use him more at what he's best at. And that's taking quarterbacks heads off. I think Kayvon will take a, uh, a bigger jump, maybe not statistically, but from a consistency standpoint, from a guy that disrupts game plans on the other side. I think that's what I'm looking at next year for Kayvon. I do. I think getting rid of Wink is actually going to benefit him. I agree. I agree. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Let's get some of these questions here. James Vegas asks if the Giants part with Barkley, do they go for a running back in late round two or three? I'm thinking more day three than, than round three. Um, you know, if you follow again, we talked about this earlier. Isaiah Pacheco was what a seventh rounder. Um, when Joe Shane was in Buffalo, what was the Singletary Singleton? Uh, Devin, what, what was the yeah, Devin Devin He was what a day three pick. I think pick. so. Yeah, I, I, I don't think the Giants go that high. You know, late round two, round three. I, I just don't see it. We mentioned that this is a passing league, and 
you know, the Giants, I think, are going to go by uh, go for a running back by committee approach, which is another thing. Even if they keep Saquon, I could see them going with a committee approach to maybe keep him healthy. They started to do that last year when they took him off of third down mm -hmm. and they took him off of pass pro. You know, so I could see that continuing, which is yet another reason why you don't want to pay, say, pay, pay Saquon a ton of money if you're going to, you know, reduce his snaps to keep him healthy. So just just my my thoughts on that. Yeah, and and this year, even if they weren't the draft running back, if they brought Barkley back, I think he'd have a he'd have less of a snap count because last year you're probably not going to trust Gray too much in terms of pass protection. Usually rookies struggle with that. So this year he would get more of a role, I would feel. So yeah, no matter what they do at the running back spot, if they keep Barkley, I think he'll get a little bit less of the of the load this next year. But I agree with you, whether Barkley stays or whether he doesn't, I don't want the Giants to take a running back in the second or third round. I just feel if there's any position on a football team that you could get incredible value at, it's that one. Um, yeah. Make your money on day three with running backs. You could get good running backs in day three. Yeah, yeah, de definitely. All right, this is a good one from Maxim Maximus1318. Can you imagine T-Sweat with Dex? Oh, man. You talk about a load. Wow. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That would be quite the load. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't mind that for sure. Um, all right. Neymar uh, Saquon, do you, do you think we should have uh, a defensive coordinator soon? Or do you think promote Jerome Henderson? Neymar, I've been checking my phone in between, you know, the, during this podcast, because I'm expecting the news to come out any minute now. I don't know if it'll be tonight. It may be tomorrow, you know, over the weekend. I, I'm not sure, but I know that it's coming soon. So I'm keeping an eye on that. Uh, we talked about this earlier in the pod. We, you know, Henderson can make sense at this point. I think, you know, if they want to wrap this up, that would be the way to go. Um, so I would not rule him out. You know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, they just gave Henderson a, a, a courtesy interview. I don't think that's what they did. I really don't. So. Okay. Um, Max Custom Kicks asks about the the chief uh, linebackers coach Brendan Daly. Um, again, it depends on the timing. Now, Joe Shane and his Sirius XM interview that he did this week at the Senior Bowl said there is no rush. You know, and Chris uh, Ortena said earlier in the pod that Wink wasn't hired until February 11th, and today's only February 2nd, so there's no rush per se, but. Um, the sense I got was that they wanted Denard Wilson and for reasons we discussed earlier in the show, obviously it didn't work out. So you just wonder if, if Henderson maybe moved up the, you know, the chain in terms of, you know, the consideration. So never say never. The, but the, the longer, uh, here's what I'll say. I think if they're going to hire Henderson, it'll be within the next three or four days. It, it, if this continues to drag out, I think the likelihood of them going somewhere else is higher because they could be waiting for the chiefs to finish the super bowl to hire. So I, I think it's going to get done soon because I think Henderson's going to get the job. I, I think yeah. this will be done within the next three or four days. I think Henderson's going to be the DC. Yeah. All right. I want to acknowledge this question from H 5,000. If DJ gets hurt in the 14th game in 2024 and tears his Achilles, how does it affect his injury guarantees in 2025? If, if at all, H5000, pop that one in the comments section because I got to go back and I got to look at the contract. I don't have the contract in front of me, so I got to see how it's worded. Um, so I don't want to give you the wrong information right now. I don't want to go off the top of my head and, and be incorrect. So just pop that in the comments section 
and I will, I will address it when I go through the comments um, this weekend. Um, all right, let's see what we've got here. I know somebody, oh, here we go. This is a good one. We didn't talk about Isaiah Simmons. Let's talk about this. Jonathan Chris asked, do you see us bringing back Isaiah Simmons? What do you think about that, guys? I, I, love, I, I think I, so. I like him. I hope so. I hope so, too. Do you like yeah. the way he was used in this defense, or do you think that you know maybe a new defensive coordinator can get more out of him using him a different way? I, I I think I like the role that he, as the year went along, yeah, I do like the way that he was used. At first, I did not, but mm -hmm. I think it, he was getting accustomed to the playbook. Um, I think he's a nice rotational player, and if he's willing to come back here for an affordable price, which I would assume he would, but I think that a lot, all that's going to depend on the defensive coordinator, whoever they hire. How does he see him fitting in his defense? Um, I think a bigger reason why we brought him in in the first place is because Wink thought he would fit his scheme very well. He's a unique type of player. So he's not a guy that's going to fit in every single defense perfectly. So I think a lot of that depends on the D.C. But I'd like to have him back. I think he's a nice piece for this defense. Yeah, I, I agree. I definitely agree. Dog, you, what do you think? I love Isaiah Simmons. I thought that – I know. I don't know. It's It's <laughs> – so he's still young. Was he 25, 26? He obviously oh, yeah. has a world of talent, but he's a guy without a position. And I guess it's hard to figure out exactly what he would be, especially with the new defensive coordinator. I would like Isaiah Simmons to have like a, an actual role. Um, personally, I think Isaiah Simmons, and, and again, I mean, he's a good coverage linebacker. I mean, he was a safety at Clemson, but I would love to see him on pass rush John, just go after the quarterback. Like, I would just like to see him just be. A pass rusher, whether you line them up in different places and have them come from all over the place, like a rover or whatever, I would just like I would like to see Isaiah Simmons really just key in on the quarterback because I feel like he's quick enough, athletic enough to get there, especially if he's like the extra guy that they brought. Um, but I would like to see him have a you know a more prominent role on defense. I just don't know what exactly that would be, but that's what the defense. You think he's is. a starter? Do you think he's someone? I, I don't think he's a starter. Yeah, I don't think yeah, so. Either. I think he has potential to be, but that's why you can afford him because he's not a starter and he's not going to cost you a ton of money. But there is a lot of potential there. And that's a guy that's going to be low risk, high reward if you can figure out what to do with him and he can excel. If he just had one thing to do, I mean, Carl Banks talked about it. Like he has a lot of things going through his head and he's kind of, he doesn't really. He, it's like he thinks too much, so he hesitates instead of just going. You know what I mean? So yeah, he's just gotta he's just gotta make up his mind. This is what I'm doing, and do it instead of worrying mm -hmm. about everything else. So I would love Isaiah Simmons to come back here. Yeah, but, uh, I, especially they added a, a serious edge rusher. I I, I think he could be really good. As well, absolutely, know, absolutely. They they they've got to get a, an edge rusher in here. I mean, I've been screaming about that now for what two years? Yeah. And they haven't done it. I mean, I think this is the offseason they do it. I really do. I think they're going to. I think I so too. I don't know if it'll be top of the market, but I think they're going to sign an edge for sure. Absolutely. All right. Let's see. We've got one from Richard Carter. Why haven't they given the job to Patterson or Henderson? Um, Patterson did an interview, and you've got to remember something with Patterson. Um, he had some health issues the last couple of years, so maybe. The thought process there is maybe he doesn't want the job because of the health. Because remember, defensive coordinator job is a whole different animal than just being a position line coach. Yeah. Um, and, you know, why haven't they given the job yet? They're doing due diligence. This is a big hire, folks. It's not just 
oh, you know, let's give it to, to Rome Henderson because we know him. This is a huge, huge hire. So you just can't just say, boom, let's let's hand the job off. So, right. you know, I, I I'm fine with the time that, that they're taking with this because this is a this is an important hire. Yeah. Offensive line, defensive coordinator, special teams. Those were the top three. Oh, and, and strength and conditioning. You can throw that in there. But if you're ranking them, I think you put DC, O-line, strength and conditioning. Um, special and, team. Uh, yeah. So that's how I would rank them. All right. Uh, Jonathan, Chris, what do you think about Kafka coming back? I've got no problem with him coming yeah, back. I mean, I have no problem with it. I I was hoping he didn't only because of the draft pick situation that. Uh, yeah, Doug and I, that, 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 I didn't know that. That one that was new to me. I got to admit, I did yeah, not know that. Um, but no, yeah, I I'm completely fine with that. Um, I think eventually, is if Dable's going to be here long term, eventually he's going to take over as the play caller. But oh yeah, um. I'm of the belief Jones is going to be the quarterback next year. So if it was going to be a rookie, I probably would have like, I'm, when I say rookie, I mean like a, a high first round draft pick. I would have um, probably wanted them to move on from Kafka. Cause I would, I, I wouldn't have wanted a different OC year two If, if Kafka were to do a good job and move on, like, I don't like that. We saw what happened with Daniel Jones with that, but if they do what I think they're going to do, I have no problem with Kafka coming back for another year at all. He did a fine job. He didn't have much to yeah. work with. The offense looked like he was starting to get better over the course of the year. So, yeah, I'm fine with Kafka. Yeah, I, I am too. But I do think you're right that if they bring in a rookie quarterback, they're going to probably have Dable more involved with that with, with that guy, I would think, yeah. with the play calling. Richard uh, Carter says, I don't know. We hired a first-time GM head coach in OC, and now they hesitate on the DC. Richard, sometimes you just know. You know, do you remember back in 2007, they hired Spagnuolo, who had never been a D.C. at the NFL level? How did he work out? So I wouldn't worry too much about that. Well, it's not I, like, there, really, and also it's not like there wasn't a process with that. We brought in like seven guys for that GM job. Yeah. We, brought, we brought in the dude from uh, the 49ers. We brought in like two guys from Tennessee, if I recall. We brought in like seven guys for that uh, GM job. And even the head coaching thing, even after we knew that Shane and David were kind of a pair, they brought in Flores. They brought in like five, six head coaching. It wasn't like yep. we just rushed exactly. that, you know? Yep. Um, all right. So, uh, let's see. Maximus 13, 18. Do they let Adori walk? Isn't he a free agent also? Adori has an avoidable year this year. So, yeah, he's probably going to walk. You have Good to indication that he's not going to be back. They didn't touch his contract to create cap space. You have to let him walk. I, I, no offense to Adori. He's, he's older. Yeah. I'm not giving yeah. him, you know, 12, 13, 14 million. Yeah, yeah he, he's going to. Yeah, his, his, we, we, his, we drafted uh, Deontay Banks last year, knowing that we he's your new CB one. Yeah, you're not going to pay a Dory more than than your new CB one who right now you've got on a rookie contract. So, yeah, that that's that's I don't see that happening. All right. Listen, guys, keep popping your questions into the chat box. I got to run one more set of commercials. Uh, so don't go anywhere. And then we'll continue answering your questions as we close out the show. Hey, Giant fans, LinkedIn Jobs knows that your small business's success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. They have a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. 
It's so easy. In fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours of posting a job. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So don't spend time sorting through endless resumes and dead-end leads in your search for the right candidates. Put LinkedIn jobs to work for you today for free by visiting linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Giant fans. So I've got a confession to make. There are some days when I just get so incredibly busy that I just don't have time to cook or run out to a local eatery for a takeout. Thanks to DoorDash, I don't have to. DoorDash brings me everything I want, whether it's from a local eatery or a national chain. I've even used DoorDash to get incidentals delivered from pharmacies and local convenience stores. And when I'm really in a pinch, even groceries. DoorDash is fast, easy, and convenient. Just download their app, find the establishment from which you want to order, and select the menu options. You'll get what you ordered or they'll make it right. And right now, new customers can get 50% off up to a $10 value on their first order of $15 or more when they download the app and enter the promo code LOCKED23. Give DoorDash a try today and see just how easy it is to get what you want when you want it. That promo code again for 50% off up to $10 on any order of $15 or more is LOCKED23. Offer subject to change. Terms apply. All right, everybody, welcome back to Locked On Giants Live. You got Trina Tana Dog, or what some of you call the dream team. Always good to be with Tana and Dog. Guys, we haven't talked food yet. I'm shocked. I know. No food, food as of yet. We haven't talked food. food in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, Super Bowl spreads and stuff like that, but... I mean, I don't know about you, but this weekend, I'm really psyched. I'm going to a new Mexican restaurant this weekend. I can't wait to try out. In my top three. It's supposedly an authentic place. So uh, so I've got a fun, you know, that'll be my date night with my husband. So I'm looking forward to that. But, uh, but yeah, I, also, before I forget, I want to just, I know I, I saw some of my Blue Crew community members uh, on, on the uh, chat. So I want to send a shout out to them. You guys are getting a video tomorrow, and we're going to do the first ever voice videos. So those of you who submitted questions via the voice system that we set up, I can't wait to try this out. I hope you guys are going to like it. That's going to be my Blue Crew community members, and that video will be up. I'll, I'll get that up probably by um, by noon tomorrow. So check that out. Awesome. All right. Um, let's see what we've got with questions here. Got some good uh, questions. Okay. I was looking at them while you were doing the the uh, commercial. We got some. Yeah, questions. let's see. Uh, okay, here's a good one. Matt Garris asks, "What's the top defensive position you are looking at in the draft?" Ooh, I'm going to say in, interior defensive line. There's a lot of good defensive line talent oh. in this draft class, and they need depth. You know, because oh. look, Ashawn Robinson's going to be. Um, he's got avoidable three avoidable years actually, so he's not coming back. Raheem Nunes Rochez, you know, he's a depth guy. In the contract, but I'm not crazy about what he delivered the first year. Then you've got DJ Davidson, who's still wet behind the ears. Jordan Riley, who you know came on, I think, but I'd like to see them add to that group. You know, especially if you consider. Look, I think the new defensive coordinator, and I could be wrong here, but if the new defensive coordinator wants to go with a three-man front as opposed to the two-man front that Wink liked to run a lot. 
you got to get another defensive lineman in here, I would think. Yeah, that's definitely I'm and again, better to answer these questions after free agency when we see what they do. Like we're anticipating they're gonna go edge at free agency, but if they don't, I'd want edge too. So uh, but I agree. I think I think interior defensive line, and I think cornerback too is uh now we don't know. Do, do they, how do they feel about Cordell Flott? After all, they did draft him in the third round two years ago. Do they think he could continue to progress and maybe become a cornerback to Trey Hawkins? But I, I do think you need to add more more depth in that cornerback room as well. So I Absolutely. I would go deep, anticipating that they're going to go edge in free agency, which I think they will. Cornerback and and uh, the interior defensive line, like you said, that's that's where my For free agency. You're saying? I, no, in the draft. Mm -hmm. For the draft. the draft, okay, yeah, yeah, because I was going to say free agency. I think edge rushers were, you know, I would, I would yeah. go edge because, look, if you're going to, not that they would go, and arrange their draft board according to position. It's always best player, but you know, I've asked, I've gotten mixed opinions on um, how good the defense, how good the uh, edge rusher class is. And well, you got you got that one good dude, and I saw somebody in the chat mention him. I, I think it's pronounced verse. I've watched him. I've watched him. Uh, clips of him he's really good but we're not taking him he's gonna be a top 10 pick and we're not taking him at six but yeah from what i've heard overall that's why i think we're, we're doing it in free agency because i'm taking that into account when i say that it's not a super rich class for the edge rusher in yeah in the draft. uh there was a question here let's see it, it from maximus 1318 about trading down and pass and 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 possibly drafting jared verse uh, if you're talking first round i don't know i i would go receiver I mean, look, it's a deep receiver class, but I think there's going to be a run on receivers. I get get the number one receiver in here. Let's stop playing around here. I'm, you, yeah, you, and I'm always a big believer in drafting towards the strength of the draft, especially if it fills a need for your team. And at the top of the draft, the two biggest strengths are the quarterback and the wide receiver. And anticipating that the quarterbacks are going to be gone, knowing that the wide receiver is a need of ours, it's one of the four or five most important positions. That's what I think they're going to do. I, 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 and and Shane has shown you his first look at what he's drafted in the first round. His first two years as a, as a general manager, tackle, edge, corner. He's going to draft for the most important positions. He takes positional value into account. He said that when he took the job. Um, I think wide receivers the pick. I, I unless we I, trade I, I think too. wide receivers the pick. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um, I want to address this question from Jim McKinney. Three years in on a team that sucks. Why do we have no cap space still? Jim, that's got to be the most, you know, that that's the biggest misconception I see from fans. All right. Looking at over the cap we have right cap now, space. you've got, let's see, the Packers, the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Steelers, the Browns, the Cowboys, the Broncos, Chargers, Bills, Dolphins, Saints, all in the red. The Giants have total... 21.847 total space, 14 point million, 14 million effective space. I, I did I did a video on this. We we have a very healthy cap situation. Absolutely. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna I tell you why Jim, the cap, I'm gonna it, I'm gonna tell you why the cap looks the way it does because a lot of people after we signed Jones and Barker were like, Oh, we got 60 million, we're still gonna have we're gonna be able to sign all these guys. They extended Andrew Thomas last year, uh -huh. they extended Dexter Lawrence last year. That goes against your cap. But yep. by doing that, how long those deals are, you have so much flexibility with those deals. You could spread that money out appropriately how you see fit. And I think that's exactly what they're going to do. I think they're going to create 15 to $20 million in cap space just by spreading those Mark two contracts Lewinsky's out. Gone. That's Mark Lewinsky's going to be gone. Right You're going to save another five and a half there. there I, what, 
after draft expenses, here's my prediction, Patty. We're going to have 45 to $50 million to spend in free agency when they do right. some of the things that I think and, that they're going to do. And to your point, Tana, this is why when I see people tweet, oh, next year, the Gi- and let me just see, next year, 2025, the Giants are going to have, uh, what are they projected to have? They're going to have $95 million in cap space. Why are you getting excited about that now? You're you gonna have two, you have two draft classes coming in. The, the money goes fast. You're gonna backload salaries this year. It's gonna go down. So, but you never want to have to have next year, and then all of a sudden that money drops. And it's like, oh god, we have no cap space. That's why I tell people, don't worry about what you're gonna have in 2025 or 2026. The numbers are gonna change. The cap space is fluid. But to sit there and say that the Giants have no cap space when they when I just read off the list of teams who are right now are in the red and got to scramble to get under the cap. Come on guys. That's how it works. I mean, they got and you never want to have the most cap space. If you have the most cap space, it means you, you have nobody on your team worth keeping. Right. And there's also, you have to spend a certain percentage of the cap every year. I forget what the percentage is. Yeah. But you but have like, to would, you, would you rather have 80 million in cap space and not have Andrew Thomas and Dexter Lawrence? Exactly. Or, you know what I'm saying? So, like, the teams that have all that money, it's because they are they have nobody worth extending. Like, you you, you, you want to have a good amount. You want balance. But you want to use your cap space, in my opinion at least, for the most part, to retain the players that you drafted well. Um, exactly. And, and I think Shane is adopting that strategy, obviously. Absolutely. You don't want to, you know, people say, oh, they need the cap space so they can go out and sign 50 million people. Didn't Dave Gettleman sign 50 million free agents? And what did that get him? The Nothing. Jets have been do- the Jets have been doing it for years. Doesn't work, <laughs> right? The Jets have been doing it. You know, the other teams have been doing it. Dallas has a mess on their hands. Yeah, you know they're going to have to restructure, and people are going to look at their cap space and say, "Oh, Dallas has all this cap space." The Eagles the same way. No, when you have to start shuffling money around and restructuring and all this stuff, that's where you get into trouble. So it might look like you've got cap space, but you really don't because you you mortgage your future. So the Giants cap situation, is it going to get better? Yes. Glowinski's going to get cut. And I did an article. I forget exactly. You know, I'd have to go back and look at the article. I did this on Giants Country. There's other ways they can get cap space. We talked about maybe restructuring um, or extending, uh, not, not re- extending, you know, Andrew Thomas, who, you know, let me just pull up his contract real quick because I, I'll tell that, you, because I, I know it. It's 20. It's almost 24 against the cap this year. Then it's 20. No, but this, 20. There's, a, there's a an element. Okay. So Andrew Thomas is under contract. Let me see through 2029. If you go to over the cap and you look at his, his prorated bonus, he's got big old goose eggs in those in 2028 and 2029. That's because with a prorated signing bonus, you can only spread it out over five years. So if a guy gets a seven year contract, you can only spread the prorated bonus over five. So it makes sense for the giants to push money down into those last two years, even if Thomas is even on the roster. So that's how that works. That's what they're going to do. That's exactly what they're going to do. And I think it's the same thing. Let me check with Dexter. I think it's the same. It's not the same. It's not 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 quite the same. But but there's still room with Dexter where I think they can move six, seven million dollars. All right. Dexter's got a 2.5 million roster bonus in the final year of that deal. So let's say they have to trim some money off and they they say, oh, Dexter's not going to be on the roster in 2027. Well, you just put in the 2.5 million. And you bring that down to the 2027 uh, cap year. So it's yeah. doable. There are things they can do to, to clear yeah. up more space. And they will. But I think they'll do it as they need it. I don't think they'll go 
you know, and sit there and say, oh, my God, we got to make all these moves right no, now. Oh, they're going to do it. They're going to do it with the players that they know are the long term pieces like Andrew Thomas. They'll they'll spread the money out accordingly. And he's got more than enough money to build this team in free agency this year. But yes, he's not, he does. He's, but he's also but he's also he's not going gonna go to go crazy, though. He's not going to go crazy. He's going to he's going to he's going to find I think he's going to have two impact moves in free agency. Like when I say impact, I mean like like a Bobby O'Karake like move. I see two moves like that this offseason. One at yeah. the edge, maybe one at the guard or the tackle on the line. Some something like that. That's what I think. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, get an offensive lineman here because that's a young group and we saw how well having Justin Pugh on the roster settled that line down. I don't think Justin comes back, but if you can get a veteran to come in and help settle that line, I would do it in a heartbeat. I would get an edge rusher and then I would use the draft to fill in the rest of oh and then obviously a backup quarterback. And then yeah. oh yeah for sure they're gonna spend some money there I think. Yeah. They also might they also might sign a decent cornerback. I could see that. I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah. Like That's a younger, a decent quarterback, not a Dory, like a 26-year-old. I don't. I haven't looked at the list, but I could see that. By the way, I want to send a shout-out to Maximus13, who I hope is still on the chat. He says, you know, it's nice to not have to think about my dying dog for a little while. Sorry, Maximus, as a, as a one-time dog mom, and ho hopefully we'll have another dog soon, my heart goes out to you. That is just the worst when yeah. your dog is getting up there and they're sick and you just can't do anything for it. So I feel for you, my friend, and I I, I wish you the best with with your dog. So yeah, sorry I just to hear that. To put that out there because you know dogs are the best in my opinion. They, they they just are, and I can't wait to get my next one. Hopefully soon, if I can talk my husband into it. Joey's got a dog right here, Patty, and the bad dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I got bad dog. You right. know? <laughs> yeah, but the problem is, bad dog, is you're not here to where I can stick my feet underneath your 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 belly and. You know, like I used to do with mine. She's I'm housebroken, though. So we're good there. You ain't gonna worry about that. I'm housebroken. So <laughs> no, I know when she was here. She used to. She used to like to come under at, into my office, which you know was fine. She she was so funny. She'd stick her head in my office and and she'd like grunt, and I'd be like, "Come on in, Molly." She'd come in and she'd go right underneath my desk, and I would stick my feet underneath her belly, and she would keep my feet warm because I would. I always like to sit at my desk without socks and shoes on. And she would just sit there. And sometimes I'd have to twist my body like crazy, like like this, to because of the way she positioned herself. But I could never yell at her. My dog's yeah. name was, Mo was Molly Richard. She's, she passed away a couple of years ago. She was 17 and a half. The baby, got, my poor baby got sick and also old age. But we she was a rescue dog. And we adopted her at, um, she was about three and a half when we got her. And she left us, like I said, when she was about 17 and a half, just shy of her 18th birthday. And she was just, you know, she had stopped eating. She was sick. That's so a long was, life for a dog. That's that's about 130 oh, we, in, do, in uh, doggy years. That's, that's we long. spoiled the hell out of her. And it was worth it. It was worth it. That dog, when I, I had her when I was going through my cancer treatments, and she was just, she was so protective of me. Like, if I didn't move, she would kind of, like, nudge against my feet to make sure I was still alive. It was, it was, it was actually quite sweet. So that was my buddy. And, and for the longest time, and I still miss her. And I still, you know, I have a Petsy of her. Let me show you. I'll show you what I got. You guys are going to think I'm crazy, but I got this, this Petsy. <laughs> this is what That's she awesome. kind of looked like. So they yeah. actually, you know, took a picture. I took, I sent a picture to this company. They're called Petsies and they make dogs that look like, now this isn't an exact replica of what she looked like, but 
this color is the correct, you know, the, the shading, the little floppy ears and everything like that. So I got this um, kind of as for closure and I have it off to the side here and I named the Petsy, obviously I named it Molly because that was my dog's name. And, you know, so like hopefully I get the, I get another one. I want a Labradoodle or a smaller dog that I can put on my lap. So Labradoodles aren't that small. Right. It depends. The ones I've seen. Yeah. It depends. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's the story of my there's baby. Nothing, there's nothing better than dogs. That's the moral. Of the oh, story. they're awesome. My yeah, my my was, my I used to call her a mooch. She was a mooch because it's like if I she always wanted what I was eating. It was so funny. She would be like, "What are you eating, Ma?" I'm like, "If it was something I could give her, I would. And if it was something that wasn't good for her, I'd be like, "No, honey, you can't have it." And she would just give me this sad look, and I'd be like, "All right, I'll go get you your chicken or so." I'd get her something she could eat, but. That dog had it was like who was who was who, you know. But anyway, um, all right, let me see. Somebody asked, I saw a question. Um, Xavier Anderson, who do you see as trading this offseason? Xavier, the only potential trade I could see is a tag and trade for Saquon if the deal can't be worked out. Um, would they consider trading somebody else like they they did, you know, with Leonard Williams? They might wait on that. But yeah. uh, I can't think of anybody else that that off the top I of my head. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't see think there is. You're not trading Dex, obviously. You're not trading Thomas Jones. Is untradeable with his contract. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't really see any tradable pieces on this team outside of a potential tag and trade with Barkley. I don't. I don't see that. No. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So, all right. Let's see what else we've got. Uh, we've got a few more minutes. We'll, we'll do that. Um, Oh, here's a good one. Let's see. Christian Kalor, what are your overall final thoughts on the quarterbacks that could drop to round two? Example, Penix and Bo Nix. Of those two, and I agree, I don't think McCarthy's going around two just because of his age and upset. That's just my personal opinion. Some people differ. Uh, I I could at least see those two going at round two. Uh, I I like Penix more than Bo Nix. I, I, I will be fair. I think Bo Nix is getting a little bit more hate than he should uh, at this point on social media. Like, I think Giants fans are just pounding on him to the point where it's a little unfair. I do think he's better than some people are making him out to be. Um, But I like Penix more. I definitely like Penix more than Bo Nix. I think Penix is a really good arm. He has a really good arm. Uh, My biggest worry with him is his – I won't even bring up the injuries – He's I mean, not protecting his blind side. That and he's not, even though I do think his mobility is a bit underrated by some, I don't think he's a statue. He lacks mobility for the modern day NFL quarterback. That, that, that that's a worry, especially with our offensive line. So, but I, I think Penix of those two, I, I would prefer Penix. But I view I both of them Penix as way over Bo Nix. That's not yeah. even not even a question. Yeah, that's yeah. Not, yeah. You're alone. Uh, is unbelievable. I, I mean, I've liked Michael Penix for years. This is this is nothing new. I, we're gonna I, we're gonna uh, on on the upcoming shows. I'm gonna have, like I said, the Locked On College hosts to cover these quarterbacks. So you know, during this for their schools, they're gonna come on and they're gonna give us some some lowdown. So you'll want to check that. I know on Monday I've got uh, Jaden Daniels. So Locked On uh, LSU's Caroline Fenton came on. She was great. She gave me a lot of good insight on Jaden Daniels. I've already had Spencer McLaughlin of Locked On Ducks. So, you know, you, you you guys, if you're interested in the quarterbacks, keep it, you know, subscribe, like the channel, ring the little notification bell. So this way, you know, when I have a new video up and you can check out what the topic is, 
because that's what I'm I'm focusing on because I know there's a lot of questions about quarterbacks. So uh, so let's do that. All right. Um, I just saw a question that I I wanted to add. And we'll just do, we'll take a few more because I know it's getting late here. Um, let me see. Somebody uh, who was it? Oh, here it was Gi- Giant Man seven hundred two. Just want to send a shout out. Hope your wife gets better. He said that his, you know, he was sitting in the hospital with his sick wife. So sending out good wishes to you, Giant Man seven hundred two, and to your wife. Hopefully she makes a a, a speedy recovery. Yeah. Um, let me see. Hate Sam asks, could you see us signing both Josh Allen and Awanu? According to Spot Rack, that would be thirty eight million between the two of them. Sam, I wouldn't go by spot tracks um, projections because there are vehicles and things that, 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 you know, the Giants can do to make these contracts fit. And it all depends on if the player is receptive, you know, receptive to these ideas, you know, like you can have roster bonuses, you could have voidable years, not likely to be in the, it, not likely to be on incentive. So, you know, could they, could they do both? Maybe, but I don't think Josh Allen, I think he gets franchise tagged. I really yeah, do. I, I, don't, I, I, don't I, I don't think, think I, he hits the market. I like the idea of fantasizing about it because that would be awesome. But that would I, be awesome, exactly. I think I think he's going to be tagged, but I do think the Giants are going to be fairly aggressive in free agency because Dable's on the hot seat. We may not we may not want to talk about it. We may not want to acknowledge it because I want Dable to get at least four years. But it's hard to keep a job in the NFL if your team is really bad two years straight. Um, yeah. And if Dable's on the hot seat, I don't think Shane is. I do think Shane will get four years no matter what. But it's not a good look for Shane if Dable gets fired after three years. That was his guy. So I think the Giants are going to try to win as many games as they can next year. Within reason, I think they're going to be aggressive in free agency. I think they're going to try their best to improve this team as much as they can. They have to. They have to. I mean. Like like if you're of the belief that no way they'd fire Dable, just look at Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel two years ago was thought to be one of the best coaches in the NFL. The team underachieves two years straight. He's out of a job. Um, it can happen fast in the NFL. And I, I think Shane and Dable are going to recognize that. That's why I think they're going to try to, they're going to be aggressive. I do. I think they're going to, they're going to sign a couple of pretty good players in free agency. I really believe that. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Kalen Chabal, Chabal, I hope I said that right. You think D coordinators are turned off by Dable's temper? No. Quite honestly, guys, I, look, that story is just so overblown. And, you know, I finally found a, a, a use for that that Spider-Man dueling, you know, the two Spider-Man. Oh, screaming. yeah, yeah, yeah. I never understood what that meme, what that meme was for. Now I understand what it was for. So I finally found a use for that, you know, the tabloid wars. So, no, I mean, look, D- yes, Stable has a temper. But if you're going to be sensitive to that, come on. I, I, I question if, if some of the Listen, the, the sources hey, about they, Dable they, were, were nobody, nobody, employees. Nobody talked about Dable's temper last year, and he was just as demonstrative on the sidelines. Exactly. It was just more frequent this year because the team didn't do as well. But bottom line is if the team wins, nobody talks about that. Uh, but that's exactly what Wink Martindale said. He said this happened last year, but you don't talk about it when you're eight and four. But when you're four and eight, these things come out. That's yeah, that's just a, and every team fights in every coaching staff, I'm sure, has fights from from within from within inside the confines of the of, of the building. So, no, like, I listen, at the end of the day, I think Dable's still a good coach, um, but he's got to find guys that he works better with. Obviously, him and Wink didn't work well together. That's OK. You learn. 
Tom Coughlin learned. How long was Tom Coughlin a head coach throughout his career in the, in the NFL before he even came to the Giants? Obviously, with the Jaguars, they had a great success there. His first two, three years here, he was struggling. He had to adjust. I think Dable's got to adjust too, and I think he will. I think he's a smart guy. I think he will. Adjust. I think so too. You know, and the other the other thing is, you know, if the reports were true and Wink was doing stuff because he felt like he didn't have to answer to Dable, you can't do that and get away with that. I mean, Dable's the head coach. Yeah. So if Dable was popping off at him because Wink was being insubordinate, do you blame him? No. Come if on. I was if I was Wink, I'd, I'd fire Wink too. I mean, I'm sorry. If I, I was Dave, if I was Dave, I'd fire Wink, I'd fire Wink too. Right, and 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 as uh, Matt Garish just said, he said it's t- it's telling that Wink Martindale doesn't have a job through the coaching changes. He got one it's, interview. He got one interview. One. All interview. right. So who really whose reputation really got hurt? Meanwhile, yeah. Dable got a new offensive line coach. He got a new special teams coach who should be really good. He got Aaron Wellman back, which I'm thrilled. I think that's one of the underrated hires. You know, they're still figuring out the defensive coordinator role. You know, so Dable's moving on. Yeah. People are coming in wanting to work for him. Yeah. I think Dable will be fine. Just, I I think we'll have a nice bounce back here this year. I do. I think we're going to win at least eight, eight, nine games. I think we'll be a solid team this year and we'll start to right the ship. Maybe I'm being too optimistic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I want to. I want to just quick acknowledge Barry, who just signed on, because we're 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 winding down here. Barry, uh, first off, welcome to the to the live chat. Um, Barkley, if if they don't get a deal done, he's going to get the tag. He's not walking. So you know, let me just put that out there again for those who might have come in late. Barkley is not walking away. He will get the tag if a deal doesn't get done. We talked about this earlier. We said that there is a very good possibility given the change that he made in his agency representation, that maybe a deal gets done. It's not going to be a, a huge payday, but I think something can get done. I, I feel better about it now than I did maybe this time last year. When I will say when I heard the report that he changed agencies this far before the tag deadline, I said, all right, this they might get something worked out here because uh, – I was of the belief that it wasn't going to happen, but I'm starting to lean more towards you. I do think they'll get some. I hope at least that they get something done because Barkley's important to this franchise, whether Absolutely. people want to people want to admit it or not. He's the face of the team. He's so well respected in that locker room, but mm-hmm. you also have to be prudent if you're the general manager. You can't you can't give him the deal that he was demanding last offseason. So, hopefully, I I hope I hope they come to a common agreement because I love Saquon. I do too. I think they will. I, yeah. I I would be really surprised if they don't, but you yeah. never know. You never yeah. know. So anyway, guys, I've been going, I've been checking the phone, no news. So I think it now that it's like 10 06 Eastern time, probably not going to get anything on the defensive coordinator. I'm wondering if it's going to be, you know, if, if maybe we hear something over the weekend or I mean, because if they're going to do something, when's the pro bowl games that that's tomorrow, the pro bowl games. I think it's Sunday. All right. Well, it won't be Sunday because I don't see the Giants breaking news, you know, or, or that news getting out, you know, when the league has an event. You, you got to figure they're going to want to get it done before the Super Bowl. Uh, you you got, would think. You know, so 
I got to think this gets done in the next three or four days. I you you got you got to get it you got to get it done long before the combine, right? You got to start discussing your yeah the your strategy. You, you want it done by the combine for sure. You know, but, you would think at least a few weeks before the combine. So yeah, I think this gets done next week at the. I, I think it's I think it's you know again I was told keep an eye out um, that it was going to happen any any day. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's I swear it's sometimes with these news breaks when you're waiting for news it's like you're an expecting parents like any day now the baby's going to come you know and it's like you know I it, it's like I said to my husband I says watch it's going to happen tomorrow when when you know we go on our date night so but I <laughs> I'm ready I wrote three different scenarios for for the website and I I also shot three different videos so hopefully one of the three scenarios that I that I covered will will be it so that I can work on it remotely from my phone. But anyway, guys, that's going to do it for us tonight. I want to thank y'all for popping in. If you didn't get your questions answered, pop them into the, uh, the, the comment section below. Cause I do go through the questions and the comments and I try to answer as many of them as I can. Tana dog. I always love talking with you guys. You guys are the best. Mm -hmm. We always have a good time when, when we do these live streams and I want to thank y'all for coming on. Facts, we have a lot more fun when they win, so let's hope that that's what goes on next year, a lot more winning. But we have a lot of uh, a lot of interesting things going to go on this offseason without question. Big offseason for the Giants. Yeah, but, dog, there's, there's no Cowboys or Eagles in the Super Bowl. That was great. It made the playoffs very enjoyable uh, for me. My son, what a week. What a week. He, was laughing. he was laughing big time when they were getting blown out. He's like, you're happy, aren't you, Daddy? Yes. Yeah, Daddy's happy. We know you're raising this kid right. I like it. Yeah, I got to raise him right. He's got to be a Giants fan. That's just the way it goes. He knows already. He's, he knows the rules, right? He, he knows, yes. he knows the He's, he's a little good. version of me, so he's he already has it. He walks by. You know, he doesn't watch the games. He watches like a few minutes, and he goes, does the thing. But he comes back, and he sees the Cowboys or Eagles lose, and he just laughs. And he goes, you're happy, aren't you? Said, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I give them a high five when they're losing or whatever. We it's hilarious. I, I like where the I like where the Eagles are trending. Uh, they lose Jason Kelsey. They're now gonna have to learn a new playbook. Jalen Hurts looked like he was losing it the last five or six weeks. I AJ like where Brown ain't happy. Yeah, I like where the Eagles are trending. They keep trending that way. They keep pushing all that money back, so it's gonna get them eventually. And they they're dead capital on these players is stupid yeah they can't get rid of any of these guys and they're stuck there and they're getting older so yeah yeah exactly they are trending in the right direction for us yes and hopefully (laughs) the giants will be trending in the right direction so yeah be nice all right everybody again thank you for tuning in make sure you tune in on monday i have caroline fenton of lock on lsu we're going to talk Jaden daniels everything you need to know and of course if the giants do break News on the uh, on the defensive coordinator. I will do an emergency podcast over the weekend. And, of course, I'll have content over on Giants Country. I've got a bunch of stuff over on Giants Country, stuff that you guys asked about from the salary cap, the contracts for Saquon Barkley to, to needs. We have the senior bowl reports. we got all kinds of stuff. We just had Brandon Olson on yesterday who did – uh, who was on the ground at the Senior Bowl. So check out some of our content here on Locked on Giants as well as on Giant Country. So everybody have a great weekend and we'll do this again soon. I don't know when, but we'll do this again soon. Take care, everyone. Later. Peace.